is co-produce. <laughs> y'all getting selection is credit. Co- <laughs> word selection is co-produce. I was here. Oh my god! I gotta figure out where Willie got this giant gold peak tea diet, zero calories, no sugar. We're not sponsored by them. So I know, but I've been drinking this so much. But we're not sponsored though. Yeah, we're not. Yo, <laughs> yo, the podcast people listen one and only legend, one of AKA Low. We back with another episode of Peer to Peer Podcast. On my left, I have my co-host Agent Zero. Say what's up, hey man. You know what I'm saying? Looking cozy today. I feel comfortable, and I am comfortable. I just I would have got the blanket, but I didn't want to make our guests uncomfortable. <laughs> Nigga, get your blanket. Shit. <laughs> I'm about to say, oh, no, no way, not gonna care. You cold? Okay, I'll be back. You I'd rather, yeah, yeah, I'd rather you do that than uh, pass out and get the freaking the fuck out because yeah, you, yeah, you yeah. cold and got yeah, the yeah, money. Yeah. I might even get my bonnet. I don't know how comfortable my hey, bonnet is. Hey, look, do you? And I'm about to get my bonnet. And uh, also on my left, we got guests for today Crane Lucas, man. What's up? What's up? What's happening, man? Appreciate y'all for having me, man. For sure, for sure, for sure. Before we get into it, though, as always, yo, shout out to all my podcast people on all platforms. Shout out first to the audio platforms, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Make sure you rate us a five star. I guess leave in the comment section. I guess that's the word of the day. <laughs> and, and then also shout out to my people um, on YouTube as well. Platforms, make sure you hit the subscribe button. Leave a comment in the comment section below. And after you get done with all that, hit the notification bell so you can join. Know the gang, 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 gang. And finally, shout out to my word of my people on all other platforms. Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, Black People's Meet, MySpace, Facebook. Oh. All that. All, all that. All, all that. POF. I said POF. 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 Plenty of fish. All that. Oh, I ain't heard that in a good second. Yo, all that. All that. Yo, man. Y'all, y'all rocking with us, Sean. Keep pushing the um, podcast. Like y'all know, a honey K already, and we already passed a hundredth episode, and all because of y'all. So now with all that out of the way, and now that you back, nice, cozy, and toasty and shit. Um, I mean, you might as well just get into the to the background first. Kind of explain to people who you are. People don't know who you are, and how you kind of came up in your decisions in life, and where you know you became. They was all bad. <laughs> made bad decisions. Crank Lucas, man, uh, rapper, producer, uh, engineer, uh, content creator. I've been rapping and producing for twenty three years now. Twenty three years. Um, yeah, I'm an old fucking man. Uh, I started doing um comedic content back in 2015, doing skits uh to promote my production, and shit blew up. Um, I've had a very blessed life uh, these past five years. Um, definitely opened a lot of doors. Definitely had a lot of opportunities to uh work with other artists, help other artists out. Um, I've I've seen a lot. I've evolved a lot. Um, still rapping and producing. Just came out with my album Higher Self. Actually, just dropped the deluxe edition of that. Okay, what's um, it called? Higher Self. Okay, Higher Self. Uh, I got some more stuff I'm working on as well. But yeah, man. Um, produced Jordan Lucas and Will Smith song. Will uh, work oh, with that one. Yeah, yeah. Work work with all types of artists, man. So yeah, man. I'm just I'm I'm on this journey. You know what I'm saying? Say word. So you said twenty twenty three years long. 
time. Yeah. So yeah. where did that come from? Because most people say they got a background in music. Is that was that true? True for you too? Yeah, man. I uh, my my father uh is a musician. I think I think every male in my family is a musician. Um, I'm from the DMV area, DC, Maryland. Okay. Um, okay. I'm from PG County, yeah. born in DC. Uh. That's a very musical area. We do go-go music out there. Yeah. Um, when we're born, we fall out of our mother's booties knowing how to play either the congos or the drums. You know what I'm saying? Out the booty. Yeah, just straight out the booty with it. Yeah. Um, so that, that like, it, it, because I grew up, when I grew up, I fell into rap music. If I was born 10 years earlier yeah. or 20 years earlier, I probably would have been on stage doing coke with Rick James or some shit. You know what I'm saying? Okay. All right. I see. I see that. I see. Well, it was so and played in church too. Of course. Yeah. That's always okay. Of course. Of course. Yeah. Always. That seemed like it's something a prerequisite that almost everybody has. Yeah. Yeah. Um. I ain't trying to age. Not trying to. You know, put an age on yourself. But what, what type of rap music you grew up off of? Uh. Shit, man. I, it's crazy. <laughs> YouTube music, young. I was listening to YouTube music on the way up here, and eventually they started shuffling songs. It was like every song they played was like something that I fucked with growing up. I was like, y'all into my brain too much. Uh, <laughs> it's getting good. <laughs> yeah, this shit is real, yo. Yeah, but, sure. but but Dr. Dre, Jay Z, uh, Three Six Mafia, Scarface, DMX, The Locks, Biggie. Um, fucking Snoop, uh, can UGK? Okay. Um, I listen to everything. Eminem. You listen to Lil Nas X? No. Okay. <laughs> no. Okay. No. I'm no. talking about when I was growing up. Oh, I was listening to Lil Nas X. Wasn't even alive. Yeah, back then he was. That still, is true. He's probably popping out of his his mother's booty. As nah, said. I don't think he was doing nah, that yeah. yet. Nah, he went out he was still a chromosome. He was. He was just. Uh, Lil Nas X is like 20. That is. Yeah, yeah he's young. Oh my god you know, Isn't it kind of wild When someone younger than you Is like So far ahead of you in life And you think yeah. to yourself like Especially when it's just Off of that one song That just blew up Out of nowhere And now everybody Just rock he, he, he kept pushing it On TikTok Oh for real that, That's what he said His strategy And he was He was doing it For like a year what? Just pushing the, just like pushing the challenge on TikTok because I guess He had like a challenge With it but Just kept pushing on TikTok For like a year I don't even remember The challenge I I don't know if it was a challenge, but it was something that he like he had people like putting this you know I guess twitching the song or whatever. But he just kept pushing it. Yeah. Damn. Yep. Mm -hmm. That's crazy. All right. So uh, oh, so production. Yeah. Essentially, what you saying? You growing up in a late late nineties throughout the nineties and stuff like that. Does it sound like when you kind of first really got in tune with music and stuff like that? So what got you on the production side, or did you do more artistry first, or? How exactly what was it? When I started, well, I already was into music. I already, I wasn't like officially a musician, but like I said, I grew up around it. So it's, you're kind of like automatically a musician. And so when I started rapping, um, my, my homie gave me a instrumental CD. Um, after I ran out of instrumentals, I was like, I need more beats. So I had these little, Casio keyboard So I was like Let me just come up With some shit And that's how I started producing Oh damn So what Around this Are you like Is there a sound You trying to go for Cause I think the last We had We had um Benny here And he was saying He went He went to uh, well, I don't know if you know King Benny He said he went to uh, What was it Guitar center hmm. On his free time And just literally Went in there And just 
created beats like that for like years. Man, I, we ain't had that. I mean, we had Guitar Centers, but I don't even know if Guitar Center was like around when I had started, but niggas just had the little Casio keyboards. I had to use what I had. I, I had a Casio keyboard and a double deck cassette tape recorder. So for those that haven't produced and don't know, this is what you do. You take your instrument because you couldn't track or, or, or sequence or nothing on these keyboards. So you take your instrument, you play whatever, and I'll have to play the whole way through. And then you take that tape, put it in the other deck and put a new tape in and record over top of what you just recorded a whole nother instrument. And you keep repeating that shit. And you have to play the whole way through. Like, so if you wanted to do a three minute song, you had to just play those same keys. Yeah, three, three minutes. yeah. <laughs> oh my god, yep. Jesus! Up at the last like. Well, five well, seconds. well. That's the thing. Like being a musician, that you're not playing 100 percent perfect, and we're, you know you're playing three minutes. You're playing for three hours sometimes, especially in church. Yeah, that is true. So that's you know it was, but that that's what I needed, and I needed that to rap over. So, but were you hearing yourself? Like how'd you how'd you make sure you was on tempo? You you was able to hear and stuff like that? Uh the tempo was just live, so like I had to yeah, I could hear myself, I could okay. hear what I was doing, but you know, the tempo wasn't a hundred percent on point all the time. <laughs> oh, that that tough. this is the beginning, beginning, but I was determined. That's a fact. That's I was determined fact. to That's put that whack ass music out. You so know wait, uh, first of all, do you have that music still somewhere? Saved? Uh I don't think he I, has tapes still. I'm right, about to say them tapes, those tapes, memories. the last place I remember them tapes was in our old house that got sold. So I think all that shit got thrown out. I was mad too because I had all my fucking, uh, my fucking, uh, VHS tapes, my wrestling shits, the Austin versus McMahon, and all my fucking, my old SmackDown 2, my old PlayStation 2, like <laughs> all that shit got thrown out along with my tapes. So yeah, those are gone. Somebody's probably going to discover them one day. Mm. Damn, they it, it, it don't say crank Lucas though, so and they not gonna know what to put it in. They they not gonna have nothing to put no little tape. They ain't gonna have no tape. Yeah, I don't. I don't. They could technically put it in like a 1999 Toyota Sienna. I put it in a 2005 Toyota Highlander. Facts. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh wait, my bad. I forgot to introduce the. Uh, Dang, uh, I was when I my wasn't bad, here. My bad. My, our guest producer, who's who's replacing John for the day, Omar. Was, Dang, say we was talking to producer. I was finna bump in like I'm a, I'm a little bit of a producer myself, you know, part time. Hey, that's wild that your own brother, man, you couldn't introduce him on the podcast to start things off. And he was sitting there talking too. And I thought to myself, like, oh, he probably got introduced when I bounced real quick. I'm, that's I'm, crazy. That is crazy. That is crazy. That's crazy. Uh, Omar, uh, you should. <laughs> no, it's okay. I got something. Hey, my birthday bad. around the corner. Yeah, we good. <laughs> <laughs> we good. Yeah. Uh, so what, what, what around what stage of your life is this like high school? Were you, you producing like that? Are you out of high school right now? What? I started uh, in middle school. I started at the beginning of middle school rapping and producing. Um, <clears throat> eventually, I got better equipment, so I was able to actually like sequence my shit out. Um, this is still before Fruity Loops and all that, so there wasn't any software for real. Our options was limited, but it was it was what we had at the time. Um, was you able to afford to get an NPC? Eventually, I did get an NPC. Eventually, I had an NPC, and I had a Korg Triton, and I took those things, and I had this. I had I had got like all this equipment, and I was supposed to move down here from DC. Okay, uh, ended up 
taking a detour, uh, stopping in Cincinnati. I'm not going to get into that story, but I'm taking like all this equipment with me on the road. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. This is it's crazy. Like when I think back on having to carry all that shit, because that especially the NPC I had a 2000 XL that John weighed like. 750 pounds I swear <laughs> Yeah That's a fact That's a fact they, No no Those the shits is huge as hell Then man. all them cords And yeah no, I ain't think about the cords I just know back in the day And them things was massive Yeah how, um, how you know How you know about how big it was Back in the day Yeah that's a good question I, I was I ain't gonna lie when, Right when um okay. Right between I was like Right before I blew up on YouTube I actually said this on, on um On the last podcast But I was looking into Buying um Like uh, uh, NPC and then at the time, the machine had just came out with this. So I was like battling between. But then I started doing my history on like what exactly, which one should I get between the NPC and machine? I didn't know which I worked and all this shit. But then I think I was just caught up in A rap music and the shit that he used to be doing with the fucking buttons. I was like, I want to do that shit. And I, love, Kanye too. I love that. I love that song. That was the thing. Um, machine came out and it was like this was a hardware and a software that yeah. already communicated with each other. The NPC wasn't. Doing that They You know what I'm saying it, it was still a cool machine To have but Well the only reason Why I was even going back and forth Because every single time I was looking at reviews And trying to hear the, Like figure out the history And shit like that They were just saying Man the NPC You just got that sound to it You know old heads Trying to big it up Yeah, yeah. Car people do that too Or there'll be a significantly Worse car But they'll be like No but the way the engine Roars And comes to life But it's slower And less comfortable And the suspension Fucking sucks And it's like 16 years old. Why are we doing that? I just watched the comparison between a 2014, 2014 RS7 versus a 2020 RS7. Come on, bro. Just trying to convince me the 2014 one was better. Just cause I think I know what video you're talking about. It too. was half price. It's definitely way better priced. Yeah. But the new one looks better. It's more comfortable. It's way faster. Yeah. It's everything you want in a luxury car. But anyway, sound like the same thing. Here. But then they was also saying like NPCs is easier because they didn't have to do all the like it wasn't intuitive like one big old machine. They were saying like basically it was just a drum pad and it'll show you on the screen, but you kind of had to have all the pieces. And this is at that point in time when they were trying to transition to where you really didn't even have to have a computer anymore right they were trying to get to that point yeah. too so this is like right before that jump and so i was just trying to, make to figure it be yeah like this is like well with the with the drum pad and they were trying to like right now i don't Why? think you have to have a um, computer Why you right want to right? do that how um, do you make micro I mean, adjustments the, the computer is the computer's the brain so if you have a if you have a drum pad that you're loading sounds and stuff on to but see everybody's using like VSTs and stuff to to get their actual sounds so mm. there's i don't know of any machine that just has all these sounds in it you know what I'm saying? It, it, it unless it's like a keyboard or something, but yeah. no, the the machine that like the well, I'm not I could be wrong, but it was almost like you just almost like you plug up a USB with the um what you call it and it just downloads it onto the machine itself. I think I okay I, with that I do think like you could take it on the road with you, but yeah, you yeah, still yeah. need a computer as far as like once you track everything out and okay. I think. Okay, 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 okay. Don't quote me on that. Yeah, don't quote me either because I'm not a producer, so don't don't. Quote yeah, me. you're not. Yeah, definitely not. You're not. Yeah. I'm a producer, so. For today, temporary. Um, <laughs> You're a temporary John, producer. John, John slipping. Um, go ahead, finish. <laughs> um, so where where we at now in, in terms of like how you get into the point where you need to get to? We um in high high school through college. Really, after high school, what what happened? Because I think that's like the, what college? The <laughs> oh, so no, so no college. No, so yeah, no, yeah. so no, that's so nice. no college. So when, when you true. when you graduate high school, what was the decision? Because I've always wanted to like I always figure out like. 
that's how you can really determine like a man because like between like 18 to like 24 is when you really as a man you try to figure out what you're doing with your life and the decisions I knew I knew I started rapping when I was 11 and I said this is what I want to do in my life now right before I was doing that I wanted to do comedy I always was like into acting and comedy and all of that so I started studying like comic view yeah (laughs) (laughs) up 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 late at night watching Comic View. Um, I forgot about that. And just picking up, yeah, man, just picking up the game, man. Just so many legendary comedians. Um, and so I, I started rapping, and that was middle school. So I'm going through, and and mind you, like when I say that this is what I said I was going to do, like I started recording cassette tapes, writing out the whole track list on yeah. the month, going to school, selling this. Damn. You know what I'm saying? Like manufacturing multiple copies of this. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, so do that. Middle school, high school, getting better and better. Um, I graduate high school, uh, and uh my my brother um has a spot, uh him and his brother. They, this is not my blood brother, but this my brother. Um, they got all the fucking studio equipment. So he ends up getting Pro Tools. I'm the one that learns how to use it. Um, I said, okay, I know how to do this. We can start selling studio time. So I started selling studio time out of this apartment. We're recording people. I'm making a name for myself. People hear my production. Uh, this is when I first met Wale. I was recording Wale and I was recording Raheem Devon. Um, this is 2005. So 2005, I've been out of school two years now. I graduated 2003. So 2005, I'm out of school. I'm running this studio, making a name for myself. End up working with this group named Familio. Um, they end up getting the studio, end up becoming the engineer that studio, Building up my name more and more. A couple years go by. I leave that studio, but I'm I'm producing. I'm uh, I'm I'm engineering the different places, and I'm making a name for myself in the DMV area. We used to have a DMV awards every year. Um, I won best producing the DMV one year, so I kind of just you know just just doing these things yeah, and, and sure. accolades and stuff, building my name up. Um, and just constantly doing that. And then eventually we fast forward to 2014 and I started studying YouTube. I started studying producers on YouTube. Mm -hmm. So then I start producing stuff and well, I will remake beats and put them on YouTube. Okay. And that's kind of like how my name got out there as far as being a producer. But it wasn't until a year later when I started making the skits that I really blow up she waited. Now before before we get before you blew up she waited. <clears throat> essentially a a decade. Oh man. <laughs> I guess that was the most friendly way you could use that yeah, word. Yeah, yeah. just so, just just sprinkle that in there. I just wanted to try it. Yeah, Sorry. Just, yeah. Cuz like we said, we there's never a point in this conversation we thought we was going to use it yeah. until you just inserted it in there. That almost feels like a word like reserved for like one moment out the year. Once a year, yeah, just like when you're angry driving. That's, yeah, that is a once a year. <laughs> uh, so when you are, uh, when you get to um, in that ten year decade, is there any a point where you're like, like, what the f- am I doing? Like type, shit? 
Like, or was it always just steady growth to make you feel like you were competent in what you was doing? It's it's not always steady growth, but you definitely, at least from my perspective, I always just felt like this is what I'm going to do. Like, not this is what I hope I can do. This is what I'm going to do. Mm. You know, against like my parents saying like, okay, well, you need a plan. You need to work. You need to, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, and yeah, I'm getting the music from my father. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's like, but they still like, you gotta, and they know I want to do the rap. So it's like, even that is more, and I get it. Like, cause the music industry is bullshit in a lot yeah. of ways. It's, it's, it's not easy to make it in. And when you do, you realize that you're in this, you're basically working this, you're making a lot of money, but the amount of work that you putting in and the amount of money that you actually retaining is like you're in this sucky ass job. Yeah. You know what I'm saying, but um, it not it's you know it's not 100 percent like that all the way across the board. But so <clears throat> things of that nature, of course, people that don't believe in you and all that, like Nay says, I never like just sat back. It's like, is this really going to work for me? Is this really like no? This is what the fuck I want to do. Yeah. Even if I felt like okay, if this isn't working the way that I want it to work, let me figure out a strategy that will. Yeah. And that's always been my outlook in life is if what I'm doing isn't working, that doesn't mean it's not for me. It just might mean I'm not doing it the right way. Okay. You know what I mean? True, true, true. Um, you stayed in the DMV area all, this, all that time? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, uh, I had came out here in 2008 uh, to try to change my life. You know, it's black people's. First step to changing their life is to move to Atlanta. Atlanta yeah. yeah. Um, I hear that a lot. You come down to Wakanda and then everything, you just get a taste of that vibranium and you never want to go back to where you came from. Yeah. So I, I was in the DMV area this whole time, but. That's what happened to you, right? You down here, right? No, they just made a corny reference. That's all. Where are you from? Toronto. Mmm. Y'all got some out there, man. Yep. Yeah, y'all got and some. some <laughs> he couldn't even say it without laughing. That's how I laugh when I lie. <laughs> hey, um, I was just. Oh no 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 no. Where uh, is she from, young? I don't think she's from Toronto. Who? Uh, it's a singer on my album. Her name is. Uh, oh, that'd be crazy. You just disrespected Toronto like that, <laughs> and then she's on your album. That'd be wild as hell. That would be tough. What's the name? Very, very, very. Mary D. But I can't remember where she's from. She's from Canada. I don't know if she's from Toronto, but she's Probably. an amazing singer. I think everybody from Canada's from Toronto. <laughs> That's what. Well, if it's not Toronto, it's Quebec. Is what she said. Vancouver is the second biggest city, but yeah, I see why she would say no. no Montreal is actually. Yeah, Montreal is second biggest. You do the same thing with Georgia. Oh, Every, everybody in Georgia is like from Atlanta. Yeah, you can be from the south side. You like, no, I'm from I'm from Atlanta. You be thirty minutes out, right. an hour out. You still from Atlanta. Um, sorry. Right, so you you so you basically said in like you was very early on trying to you knew what you wanted to do like that's yeah which is very very rare because most people like they struggle between that stages of their life trying to figure. I out never. Who I always was like I wanted to be in the entertainment and. It's crazy because I don't like entertaining. It's it's funny, but I always wanted to be in the entertainment and be a creator. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I used to draw real good when I was little. Okay. Um, and I actually got back into sketching uh, last year because niggas ain't have nothing else to do because we were stuck in the house. 
But <laughs> this is but this is something I never went to school for. But as a child, I had like a lot of detail in my drawings, and I had this eye for art, mm-hmm. and I was able to cultivate that and incorporate that into my music. I do graphic design stuff as well. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I want to uh-huh. design buildings and stuff. So I've just always had this kind of like creative eye, and because I grew up in a musical area and in a musical family, that's where, that's where the chips fell. Okay, all right. So now here we are in 2014. You discover YouTube. You getting in that in that realm. So what is, what is your your first plan? You say your first plan attack was reproducing beats and uploading it. So when did the skits? How you transition from that to doing skits and stuff like that? Uh, you all say, right. You say reproducing or producing? Reproducing. So like. I would see, you know, if you go on YouTube and you see like such and such instrumental reproduced by such and such. So the reason that you do that, and this this isn't always the case, but what I would do is if if it was a hot song, but they didn't put out the official instrumental, we would reproduce it so people could use it. Right. So that instrumental exists. It's not the official instrumental, but I could reproduce stuff and it would sound like very identical to the original one. So the first one I did that really blew up was Race from Earth, No Tight. Okay. That joint blew up. Um, I remember Complex Magazine interviewed them and they used my beat in the background of the joint. It was crazy crazy. as shit. Like my tag was on it and everything. I was like, yes. So I did that. I did Big Sean. I don't f with you. I did E40 uh, Choices. I did a couple other jumps, couple other jumps. But yeah. I'm doing this because now I'm learning like the potential of what you can do on social media, how you can make money from it. I'm just trying to figure out more creative ways to sell my beats online. But I'm like, oh, that's dope. I can do this. I can do that. That's cool. So did you, you, you put it up on YouTube. Were people buying it or were they just, how did that work? If it was, if it was an instrumental that I reproduced, I wouldn't have it for sale. Like they could just go to my website and download it. Mm -hmm. But now you're on my website. So my other beats are on there. So people can download and buy my other beats as well. And was there a lot of crossover there? Like the people that came there for the instrumental, how often would they buy your beats once they bumped into them? Um, I would say probably like 50% of the people would actually, yeah, because because you're looking for production. You know what I'm saying? So you you got people coming there just for that specific beat. It's like, okay, you have to come to a website to get that beat. So you're going to hear other stuff that you like. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Damn, that's crazy. Damn, just to get from get to get somebody from YouTube to a whole other site in and of itself is crazy. Right. But if they can just like leave, if 50% of those people can leave that site buying something, it's even, even more crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So yeah. Basically, you just produce. You basically giving niggas like the background. So they can just want a corny ass mixtapes at that time, and they can just rap on it. Cause that's what niggas was doing at that time. Well, a lot of people with Zayn Malik. You know who Zayn Malik is? No, no, he huh? he was. <laughs> What's wrong? What's up with this guy, bro? He grew up in a bubble or something? It's- Come on, you know all the teeny boppers know so Zayn Malik. I only man. right. I only know Zayn Malik because he <laughs> rapped on the beat. He was in One Direction. He used that beat. I don't know. You don't know One Direction? I know One Direction, but I know who Zayn Malik is. Oh, He's a member of One Direction. You know who Gunplay is? Yeah, no Gunplay. He used that beat. Okay. So people was using this shit, you know what I'm saying? 
Real niggas don't know who One Direction is. I, if I wasn't a producer, I wouldn't know who One Direction is. It's not about that. It's about knowing what's going on around you. Oh, yeah. I know One Direction, but like, I'm not listening to One Direction and know that he's the top guy. And you actually don't even have to try and look for him. He was trending like two days ago on Twitter. Oh, for real? Worldwide. Uh, I don't he trends all the Shouts time. Shouts to Zane Malik, man. Holla at me. Get some more production, but, bro. But, <laughs> but 90% of the customers, I'm assuming, is like just niggas who trying to put off mixtapes. Oh, yeah, time, yeah, yeah. That's, that's what that was. That's a, that was definitely, definitely the mixtape era where I'm rapping over so another much, man's beat. How much are people spending on a beat for a mixtape? Especially if they're like, if they're just starting Whatever out. Whatever. I charge him now. Um, <laughs> So like, I think at the time my beast my so you have different packages that you selling based on the quality of the beat the lease all that other stuff so it's anywhere from nine ninety nine to fifteen dollars and now at this point I'm selling MP3s for like twenty twenty five dollars but it could go from there to a hundred it could go to two hundred like it's somewhere in that range but the average person probably spending south of twenty dollars okay that's actually pretty good. But they they don't have like any exclusive rights to it. You right? don't have exclusive no. rights. Yeah, you just you're, you're paying to for the rights to use this. Okay. That's and if you right. want the exclusive rights, then you're gonna pay whatever the f- charge you. Yeah. Okay. Say less. Say less. Say less. But essentially, still though, it's it's a bunch of niggas who just who heard Lil Wayne when they was growing up. Be like, I want to rap over other people beats too, and that's exactly what they were doing. And in the comments was like everyone dropping lyrics and sh- everyone coming to comments with their own lyrics. <laughs> They really wasn't doing that back then. Not what? It, I don't think they was doing that back then. I see it all the time now. Yeah. But I don't remember that back then. Most of the comments were like people saying, yo, this is dope. You know what I'm saying? Appreciate this or this isn't 100% on point. Da, 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 da. But they wasn't really rapping in the comment. I don't think that developed yet okay. at that Comments point. Yeah. Took a while from the Yo, it, that, this is a real thing. Like, oh, no, niggas oh, is yeah. in the, yeah. Ciphering. <laughs> crazy. <laughs> Replying to each other with bars and everything. Trying to keep going like so, yeah, I liked man. your flow, man. I added some shit onto yeah, it. Yeah, like, no, <laughs> like, like this, somebody else, yeah, I don't like this, that. Let's yeah, write shit. a verse. Yeah, not, <laughs> we're not collabing. This ain't no song, nigga. Yeah, no, niggas be wilding on. That's that's actually a weird, like very interesting like space on YouTube where niggas just go on like beats, like beat tracks, and then just like swear up and down that they're just the coldest nigga out, and they just need somebody to just hear it. And the best way to hear it is to put their lyrics in another nigga's comment we're like, section. We're like half of the comments. Is this free? Or is this non-copyrighted? Yeah, how how often do you get that? How, yeah, how, how often do you get that? Yeah, you know, you get that? Yo, can I use this for free? It's not even that. That's not what spills my mumbo. What spills my mumbo is the f***ing... Okay, so I'm making skits to promote my beats, right? Yeah. They're watching the skit. they like, oh my God, this beat is hot. Yeah. How do I get it? Yeah. Where do I go to get it? It says on the video and in the description and on the first comment that I pinned at the top of YouTube what the website is. And they still ask, where's this beat at? Where I go get it? Or they'll be like, or they'll be like, yo, you can rap. You should really be a rapper. <laughs> I have three albums out. I'm promoting them on every single video. That's what that that's what be irking my nerves. Word. Spills your mumbo. Spills my mumbo. Yeah. Is that, is that a DMV thing right there? Mumbo sauce is a, is a condiment that is popularized in the DMV area. Um, it's sold in our carryouts. Uh, I don't know if y'all have the carryouts out here. 
We call them carryouts. Is the Chinese people? The, the, oh, delivery. Yeah. The, the, yeah, yeah. We call it their yeah, carry, yeah. carry out. Everyone so, else just calls it t- delivery. Takeout. Delivery. Take out. Takeout. <laughs> we call them carryout. So I don't know about down here because I don't think down here they do it. But like in the DMV area and up top. The Asians are cooking like American food, like subs, and and uh, they have chicken wings and stuff. But it's not like Asian style or Oriental style. But one of the dishes that they always have is uh, fried chicken wings, and you get mumbo sauce on them, or you get mumbo sauce on the side. This is just a DMV thing. Sauce is delicious. I should have brought some down here. But yeah, so when I say spills my mumbo, that's my way of saying like grinds my gears. Or yeah. It blows you because you're having the chicken wings. It blows me. Yeah. Sauce. There you go. You're going to be pissed off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah I 20, 2014 is like the SoundCloud era, right? That's like the beginning. I love McConan. Uh, that's another one. Um, I did uh, 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 Going Up on Tuesday. I don't sell Molly no more. Oh, I did that. I did uh, OG Mecco. Yeah, that's like the era. So people were definitely going to get the beats from his website because niggas were trying to be SoundCloud rappers. Heavy, heavy, yeah. heavy, heavy, heavy. heavy. What? Yeah, you might. Right, yeah, that's, that might. that's how I found out about J Cole. From SoundCloud? Yeah. Oh, SoundCloud? No, I did find some J. Cole songs I've never heard nowhere else but on SoundCloud, right? But, J, but J. Cole, J. Cole was more Dat Piff era. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a few like a few years yeah, before that. I was that, trolling. Yeah. I was trolling. No, I'm just I'm just yeah, I'm trying to get shit online. You said SoundCloud. It was SoundClick first. Yeah, it was actually. Remember that? SoundClick first. Oh, it was SoundClick. That's what we were selling our beats on. Yeah, I think SoundCloud eventually popped up, but yeah, we had SoundClick. Yeah, was, the, was that that was the website you accidentally went on and the viruses came? That's no, that was no, 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 legitimate no. website. That's Limewire. No, that's Limewire, man. No, I know. Oh, okay, sound click I or Frostwire. Frostwire was a thing. After after Limewire, kind of you know, like Frostwire. He was like, no, we know it's the same thing. Nigga. <laughs> we know that's the same. I used to use iMesh. You remember iMesh? No, it was like Limewire. It was it was there, but it was more low key, so it wasn't as much fuckery going on on there. Nah, it was Limewire to the death of me at that time. Yeah. Two computers through two computers, right? Uh, and viruses downloading just yeah. virus after, after virus, virus, just trying yeah. to get the new one that said we could stop the virus. Who, that who you got are the, the people time. uploading viruses? Like, what the fuck are these people it doing? It might have been time? record labels. Oh, do you think so? I think record labels probably uploading like f- like, like the smartest thing I've ever heard anybody <laughs> say <laughs> to combat piracy. Yo, I, that is that is <laughs> like, think about this. I'm yeah, that's, like, that's like some evil genius. Like, what the If I'm a label, like Leo Cohen sitting at the office of that, like, yes, we're going to get everybody's computer aids. Can you imagine yeah. Warner Bros. like preempting everyone downloading their movie by just uploading their virus before the movie drops? <laughs> yes. And everybody catches that shit? That'd that be sense, wild. Also, very legal. <laughs> but also wild, man. Wild. But if I'm trying to f- put out. Mims and niggas download. This is why I'm hot on LimeWire. Then I can't <laughs> do that. I can't. Niggas can't be going. So you want to catch a virus? Like this is gonna have to happen. You gonna have to catch a virus. And I would, or a Soldier Boy song because you get bamboozled with that, one that, of the it was, two. It was Soldier Boy. It was like it was like the the height of fabulous mixtape era. The height of crazy, uh, Fifty yeah. Cent. Height of Little Wayne mixtape era. And then if the Carter Three drop and you just download it. You catching the virus, nigga? Like this is gonna have to happen, bro. Yeah, you're catching the that virus. That was the worst era. 
I remember how hard it was because I kept running into issues just downloading things from LimeWire, putting them on iTunes allegedly, and then putting them onto a CD so I could play it in my car. It was so hard. Oh, man. yeah, that was, yeah. Burning on CDs was so fing annoying. I keep messing. I run through the six CDs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, five, five, five. Um, all right, so yeah, we, um, you reproducing, con- reproducing, um, uh, beats and stuff like that, people are buying and selling stuff like that. But how did all of that pivot to, the skits and you doing more funny on YouTube with with the beats. Um, a year later, uh, so I was doing the beats online, 2014. At the same time, a homie of mine was also studying Facebook and just like using social media as a tool. Yeah. And so a year later, he had been studying Facebook for a year. I had been studying YouTube for a year. Um. He was like, yo, I'm about to, you know, try to get into this social media, this content thing. He was like, you could do the shit, too. You got to use your personality. So I was like, all right, I'm going to figure out a way to use my personality. I had no idea what I was going to do. Yeah. Um, I had started making videos where I was talking about certain stuff. And then eventually one day I had an idea to do a skit about a rapper in the studio um, who, like, is is rapping truthfully about how he's broke and can't afford to pay for his beat and lies on the stuff. And the shit got uh three hundred thousand views overnight. This was a Sunday night. It got three hundred thousand views overnight on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Um a couple of days later I did another skit uh called Rappers Back in the Day versus Rappers Today. That was that Wednesday and that got a million views overnight. And I said, oh, uh, I'm not going to stop making skits then. Yeah. But again, the whole purpose was to promote my beats, but you have all these other elements. You got a dope beat. You got dope bars. It's funny. It's truthful. It's something that people can relate to. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And just and, and like we were talking about earlier back then, the algorithm game was a lot more fair because if somebody followed you, they would see your shit. Definitely. Yeah. So and and it was showing your shit to new people and giving them an opportunity to decide whether or not they want to watch it and follow you. Um, so that's just that's really how that came about. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. I had already kind of had a small following because of you know what I was reproducing. Yeah. That name Crank Lucas had already been out there. And the other thing I did was right before I started doing the skits. Um, I made sure that my YouTube, my Facebook, my SoundCloud, my SoundClick as well, my website, everything all had the same name. Crank Lucas all had the same logo, same uniform look yeah. and everything. I, that was real important to me. Yeah. And I didn't, again, I didn't know what I was going to do. I didn't know how well it was going to work. I just had an idea and it worked, but I set myself up for success for sure. prior to that. So, Yeah. So do you when you got to that when you get to that point of just producing um though that that like the new type of content do you think you think it was like giving a curse almost cuz like it was giving you the the clicks but like you said now people are like probably recognizing you for like other things outside of what you're trying to really push No because they was buying beats like shit. Oh okay. They was oh. buying yo they was I should have been doing that. Okay, you know what all I'm saying. Right. Like it was like I'm, I, you know, I'm glad I had was reproducing beats and all that. But it was like once I started making the skits, like that marketing plan worked. Damn, 
tremendously because I figured out that adding music to content gets that music heard a lot quicker and a lot better and more specifically uh leading with comedy period yeah is a real great way to get people to engage because now their guard is let down they're gonna accept whatever they hear at yeah. that point and if you if they watching something and it's funny and a dope song is playing it's like hold up what song is that i want to yeah. go you know what i'm saying okay so yeah so is, at, th- at this point are you like are you are you pressed? Are you struggling for money? Or are you already like solid and then it just went to a whole nother level? Because mm-hmm. it just sound like because sound like you've been straight for a second. Like you never really rely on YouTube ad revenue to like. Nah, so I it's funny because I left this out, but okay. So this is the testimony. So the testimony is 2015. Um, okay, so 2014 when I was doing reproducing the beats online, I yeah. was still working, and so 2015. I was working this job. I liked the job. I lost the job. I think a week later, I had another job. I was making the same amount of money, but now I'm lifting 3,500 pounds a day, working way harder, way more strenuous work, still producing, still rapping, still doing shows and all this stuff. And I had a show one night, and I came into work the next day. I was hungover. I was tired. I was just like, yeah, I'm tired of lifting all these pounds. It's like, God, please allow me to use the talents that you gave me to feed myself. Yeah. I got fired the next day. Yeah. Was happy. Like I was like, I felt like I was emancipated. Yeah. <laughs> That's when I went home, made sure all my pages and social media sites and all that had their uniform look. Yeah. It's like I'm gonna focus on and I think uh I was getting like unemployment or something. So I was like, okay, I'm good for right now. I wasn't like straight, but I was yeah. I was straight. Yeah. And then I started doing the skits and from that point on it was just like, yeah. Oh damn. So that oh, it, okay. yeah, you know what I'm saying? So yeah. that's 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 the story. Like it all lined up cuz I just had that determination. Yeah, I feel like that's that's how my too. I got fired from Home Depot. And it just so happened that's when the like curry video blew up. That's literally the same week. So you so up. you was at Home Depot and I was working at CNS, which is warehouse that services. Um, because I don't think y'all got Safeway out here. No, we don't. Okay, so Safeway is our one of our grocery stores. Oh yeah, no, okay. Yeah. So, but but I'm doing warehouse work, yeah. lifting thirty five hundred pounds a day, working yeah. a, a a powered jack. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Having to having to stack up seventy cubic feet of and yeah. like none of the matches. Like it was just it was a lot. Like it was crazy. So that's yeah. what I was doing. And I was like, man, <laughs> that job is so hard to change my life. <laughs> that's tough. tough. Job will make you start doing skits. Yeah, no bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's tough. So well, how long how long did it take you for you to recognize? Because I know like your views, your video got like millions of views on, so I can't imagine it didn't take that long before. That's just, why I, I just told you the first two videos did three hundred thousand and a million, and that was on Facebook. I was only putting videos on Facebook. That's the crazy thing. Even though I already had the YouTube, yeah, I was only putting the videos on Facebook because that's what I knew how to maneuver. It's twenty fifteen. 2015, 2016, you doing it? Yeah. Damn, early. I didn't Facebook. start putting my videos on YouTube and Instagram until 2016. And even with Instagram, back then, Instagram was only 15, yeah, 15 seconds. seconds. I don't know how we used to pull that off, but yeah. So 
eventually once I put everything on YouTube and all that, then everything just kind of caught up. Damn, that's crazy. Because while we're sitting downstairs, like trying to get on Facebook to me is so, I don't know, it's, it's so weird just because I, I know for a fact, I don't anybody tells me, I know for a fact the audience is like somewhat different, at least definitely older on Facebook. Oh, they're definitely, well, <laughs> they're older, but the difference, um, they're a lot, <laughs> they're meaner <laughs> on oh, Facebook. They're meaner, they're meaner. yeah. Damn. You don't go on Facebook? Facebook is dead ass the Wild West. Like, Facebook is it's a regular word on Facebook. It <laughs> flies like everything. Yeah. Facebook is that that first group of people that allowed their inner demons and toxicity to have a life of its own on the internet. Jesus. You know what I'm saying? Like before Facebook, we had like Black Planet and MySpace. I know I'm really telling my age. Yeah. But like back then, it was like still kind of civil. Yeah, it was actually. And then eventually, it's just like, oh, you mean I could say this and not get my ass whooped? Bet. Now you got the most, just the worst part of somebody's existence. A whole hate group. Yeah. <laughs> I'm. The- we was bored when I was in high school So I dev made a Facebook page Titled we all hate The guy that we all hated And we all joined Don't the group And talked about how much we hated him I swear to god That's wild. It was such a weird place What was his name I'm, I'm That's interested what, yeah, I'm in saying, that Say his name, <laughs> say, his name. Nah. say his name Man, Man up. Up. <laughs> <laughs> We'll pull the group right now <laughs> Why would you have a weird name? It's like, why would you hate somebody named yeah. Russell Appner at me? Like, what the <laughs> f- what's, what's wrong with you, bro? Hey, uh, Facebook is crazy. I streamed on oh, Facebook okay. for a year and a half. They would just come in there and be like, this stream is dog shit. And back then they had mods. So I would just have to hope that enough people left comments so the shit would flow out of my way. <laughs> so I don't have to see it no more. Because <laughs> they would just say whatever was on their mind. And then the funny part is, this is Facebook. So I could click on your page. And you look and like that's that. the other part of it. That's what I do love is that you can I can research and find out where your family lives. Unless oh. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, hey. <laughs> allegedly, allegedly you can do you, you might do those things. Yeah. Allegedly, yeah. What, what you? No, I did it. Like what you, <laughs> what you talk about allegedly? No, like I know where that <laughs> works at. You know what I'm saying? Hey, this is, when this I come this to Wisconsin, this is a, <laughs> it's uh, over for you. When I come to Racing Wisconsin. <laughs> this is a, that is, that is a, crazy though because they got all that like I work here, employee at X, Y, and Z. So right, and then they just come up on your stuff and say all this and, and keep it pushing, just like it's a regular day. Hey man, <laughs> Facebook is a wild, the wild. It's the wild west. The wild it's west. still the wild west. Somewhat interesting because that, that means at that point Facebook might be like what YouTube used to be because YouTube kind of had like it was like 2011 through 2011 20 like 14 15 YouTube was like it was like hints of the Wild West it was so weird like yeah. somebody would drop a very regular video and then there'd be video responses with girls with big titties and then I would just be curious like who's the people that clicks on these you go to the comments and they'd be like great video just watch the original video and I'm looking at your video response now it was such a weird place to be yeah. <laughs> just exists I wish I would bring that back to video responses no they don't yes, need to I, bring that back I, no they don't gotta be like full fledged video responses but like at least like cause I, I don't feel like reading a whole fucking comment section so I'd much rather just have like full I don't f- even remember that video responses no, I don't remember that oh yeah no you used to like it used to be like right you'd be right under the f- 
video. That's crazy. That actually be the greatest way to get your video. They promoted. had to take that off. Yeah, I can see it now. <laughs> you know, you know what I be thinking because <laughs> you know how like because now because of COVID and shit, right? Like, so when they don't have the fans, like they so like even like with the NBA when they had like the digital fans yeah. on screen, but you couldn't hear them. It's good because like if I, if that was that I'd have been playing my mixtape the whole f- game. <laughs> like, oh <my. laughs> yeah, they smart as sh- for that. Yeah. Like f- the profanity, nigga. You about to get these bars. <laughs> for whole LeBron whole forty eight. <laughs> uh, Jesus Christ. Um, what would I say? Yeah, no, because I be I do feel like though, like because I don't know Facebook just interesting to me. I I be trying to get into it, but I am kind of I'm kind of very weary of it. So while all this stuff is going on, you still making your own music though, right? Yeah, yeah. So is that like how is that how is that popping off? Are you just like really? Really more so just eating off of um, like production on the production. Now. Yeah, off the production side, and then eventually, um, because you 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 got to make content for a hot second before you actually monetizing off of it. So, I'm just making content. I'm selling beats. Um, I don't remember when I actually first because YouTube was the one is is you know what at that time what you was. Only getting paid directly from the website for your uh, monetization of the content. So once I started doing that, it was like, oh, this is a whole nother world. And then that actually became the main, okay, you know, thing. But um, I was doing other stuff. I was doing features for people, mixing and mastering people's stuff. I wasn't engineering anymore at this point because being a studio engineer is a very tedious job. Um, but I was doing all these different things and just... Uh, just diversifying my bonds, basically diversifying my incomes. You yeah. know, that that seven streams of income, like those was the seven streams right there. Okay, just all for that one thing. And a lot of it wasn't even stuff that's like, hey, y'all, I do this, I do that. People would be like, how much to do this? How much to do that? Okay, and this is stuff I actually do. Like, yes, I will give a feature for somebody. Yes, I will mix and master your song. But people would ask me like, how much for these things? So it just just opened up. You were even right. You was writing for people too, or yeah, damn, yeah. So do you? Do you think like getting into the music industry, like on the back end, is probably more lucrative than than actually being an artist itself? On the back end, like not on the back end. Well, really more so behind the scenes. Well, way to put it, I'll put it to you this way: um, more lucrative or less lucrative. I mean, that's that's subjective, but I will say that. For what you're getting And the amount of work that you're putting in Because when you're an artist It's like you got to tour You got to make these appearances You got to drive to Atlanta To come do peer-to-peer podcasts um, And get an oil change right before you do it You know what I'm saying? Like Versus if I had just wrote and produced the song Well I could just be wherever And I ain't got You know what I mean? So you have that kind of thing Um but again, it's it comes down to like being an entrepreneur because it's like okay, if I'm an artist and I'm and I'm this face now, I'm the brand, so you have to leverage that and get sponsorships and endorsements yeah. and you know what I mean, things yeah. of that nature. So it's really just all in how you play it. Um, when you're signed, I will say that a lot of times the artist is the last person to get paid. Uh, your production, the writers, a lot of them is taking a piece and getting that first. So there's that as well. Interesting, interesting. So you, but even even when it comes to the pay wise, I feel like 
the artists that we all like know and stuff like that, the big artists, like that's like that's essentially like one percent. Like it's the, the top one percent of just artists. Whereas like they get the, over too. I'm not saying they get, over, but even with the amount of money they make. But on the back end, I just feel like behind the scenes, like any there's probably so many producers, there's so way more many writers, there's way more many engineers, way more people like throughout the process. I don't know. I just become trying to understand. Like, I, I know people want to be in front of a camera and they want to like be the face of it all. But there's so many other ways to get paid music wise. Oh yeah, yeah, no, 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 definitely. And that and that was my thing. Um, when I was real young, is it's crazy because I just figured that it would make more sense to like. In my mind, when I was young, it was like you do one or the other. You you either a producer or artist. Yes, you do both. But what do you want to be known for, or what's your way in the game? So in my mind, production was my way into the game. Yeah. Um. And that's kind of like uh, a supply and demand thing, right? Like we don't need new artists, but artists always need new beats or new production. So that's something that people need. That's a need. So focusing on the need and that's kind of just the way that I think like entertainment and everything works, right? It's like, if you're trying to get into a specific industry, you focus on kind of being the help. So you do jobs like, uh, direct or shoot or, or produce or edit or do something, but you really want to be the star, but you're trying to get acclimated and get into this industry. So you, you know what I mean? Like, so that's kind of, I, I, I look at production like that, even though, now the producer is the star Because I'm talking about Back in the day when it wasn't no beat no. tags And it wasn't no You don't know who produced it Unless you looked at that album jacket yeah. So that was um That was another element To that whole paradigm And now it's, it's just so different Like the producer is just as much The star as the artist And people know that People know that the beat is what made the song that is true. Yeah. Back in the day, I don't. I don't think that was uh, as much as it known. Maybe uh, probably Kanye and Kanye and Timberland, like them being more in the camera, and people but knowing the, and, who they and, are. And, 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 and then, too. And then back then, those artists actually like was giving more to the song than just lyrics. Let's talk about that right on now. average. I think that was a, that was probably like a 2014 change. When did um? <laughs> damn, what's the name? hard in the paint. What's the nigga that made hard? Walker. Lex Walker? Luger. Oh, oh yeah, the beat. Lex yeah. Luger. Yeah. I feel like when he came out, that's when the switch kind of went from like, okay, people are giving to the beat and they stop giving to the beat and let the beat come. That's a very interesting marker, like a very interesting specific song and producer. I would say it's when like, I know artists have done in the past, but like a lot of top producers, their tag is like Drake says it. You know what I'm saying? But so it's like, or Future it, said, if Young Matcher don't trust you, I'm going to shoot you. But like, True. take take Heath niggas up. Like, and so I almost started thinking to myself, like, if that's like a cosign from Drake. So when Drake cares about some shit, the audience can care about it just as a result. So, and then you hear over and over and over again, there was a whole summer where it was just Metro memes. And they were like, yeah, Metro shooting you is like a meme now. And because uh, is it Metro? Um. Yeah, Metro got like what twenty something tags. He has yeah. a lot. He has yeah. A lot. yeah. And and most of them are by like the artists. Mm-hmm. But yeah, even sorry. but even back when we was growing up though, like you really didn't. There was no need for a tag because almost every time, either you probably didn't give, or you could probably almost identify who made it. Made it just because it came with a sound or more like. Well, I you, it, we in that so like going back to the nineties, not to cut you off, but to cut yeah. you off, um. It, we just didn't think of it 
You know what I'm saying? We yeah. didn't think about it. I think another thing too is like there was certain artists had like that one producer, like that one producer yeah. was like the main producer of like that whole label type. Or those, or those group of producers would So if you take somebody like DMX Or just Rough Riders for example And you got Swiss You got Dame You got uh, PK Like all these different producers Again you have to look at that jacket Everybody kind of had their own unique sound But I don't know It, it just We just didn't think about it Damn, I, I don't know. I nope. said I said Lex Luger because, and I might be a little bit off, but Pharrell had his little distinctive little four beat thing. Cool. Yeah. Lex Luger, Luger, Luther, what? Luger, Luger. It was Luger. Was the first one that I could remember distinctively. Wiz Khalifa coming on saying that nigga Lex Luger, like an artist co-signing. Right. And then this is the okay the beat because you probably don't know no lyrics. Hard but Jay Z's done that before. That but Jay Z's done that before though. Jay Z's co-signed a producer a while. Not saying, I'm just saying. I feel like that's when it became uh, like, all right, now everybody Metro is. So you right, you will, but no, you're right. Like that his and and not just Jay Z. Like so many artists have done that. I think which and what you're saying and around that time is the first time that they actually will take that clip and make that a thing. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? If niggas was thinking back in the '90s, we would have been doing that too. True. Yeah, Jay shouted him out. He might have like shouted. Is that what you're referring to? Like Jay. Well, shouted well, him out. that's what the tag is. The tag. The yeah, tag is whatever you want it to be. Out, so yeah. whether it's a shout out or whatever, it's still you stamping that producer. It's you right about that Lex Luger thing. The more I think about it, the more I'm yeah, like, that yeah, might, yeah, that yeah, might, yeah, that yeah, might, yeah, yeah. it might have been yeah, like, yeah. Might, yeah. Might that, was, that was the moment. Might have been like Swiss, Swiss, you got one with me. You got, you got another one, Swiss. But I really distinctively remember. Of course, a Wiz Khalifa said it, but going forward, he cut that and put it in damn near every song. But it wasn't just that; it was it was that, like you say, it was Lex Luger and like I was more enamored with the actual Lex Luger beat yeah, than, yeah, than yeah. the oh, actual sure, niggas rapping. Because sure. Ross is probably the only nigga I was enamored with with the actual lyrics on a Lex Luger beat. That's, and then but I was just going to say that because then right after that, Ross had his little run. Ross had a, a crazy run. Hold up, hold up, hold up. See now. Mm. Cause now I'm going back in my mind to 2005 when Ross came out and he had Justice League. Well, I think I think it was somebody before Justice League who produced every damn hustling. Was that Justice League? I don't know the top of my head. You remember Ross's first thing? Every day I'm hustling. I don't know who. But it wasn't it Justice. I don't think it was Justice League. But even back then, though, like, and maybe I'm just different. I know for a fact I was more into into music than average. I know way the way me and him grew up because we knew Justice League, we knew Just Blaze, we knew Kanye, we knew the people before they actually got on to be rappers or more identifiable. Because I even knew what a Timberland beat sounded like before somebody had to tell me it was a Timberland beat. Right. Like he said with the whole. Um, Pharrell, like if you don't really know Pharrell with the whole four beat count before the song even starting, you're going to like people, a lot of people probably don't know that, but to me, that was the way I identified producers with just by like hearing it and trying to figure out how did that sound go, and then that obviously went with the actual uh rapper. Because who's the nigga that used to produce for uh Common? Like that was Common was at a church where he was only really working with one or two producers. I'm gonna act like I know, yeah. Dilla. Oh, uh, was it Dilla? The Runners, that's who it was. The- Runners. Okay. I knew it wasn't Justice League. I don't think it was Justice League either. Yeah, the runners. And I think that like niggas had tags back then. 
So I think it was something that was developing. It wasn't like a thing yet, yeah. but it was something that was kind of like bubbling a little bit. Yeah. And then once, so probably like what you're talking about with with Lex and that kind of class of producers is yeah. when it really became like, that's how you stamp yourself. I'm curious how you feel about a group like Internet Money who kind of made their, they gained their popularity online, a group of producers who live together and just develop great beats. They've helped blow up a whole group of different talent like juice world and little Tekka, et cetera, et cetera. What do you think about that formula um from like the producer side of things? That's dope. I never heard of them. Really? But what you just said is dope. I heard it I heard it the other names that you said, so if that's what they created, like that's vicious. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm not I don't know if they created them, but uh, most of their beats on the songs they had initially blow up was developed by internet money so it's like i don't know how many producers like four or five they just live in the house make beats all day and they just made videos online about how to make beats so they grew an audience so then artists started finding them and they started to like okay this artist might have something then they work closely with that artist um and now they're massive they just came out with an album like early last year that was pretty mid but they came out with like this their their footprint is pretty massive in the music space at least i thought it was uh, maybe just in the artists that I listen to, but I see him everywhere. No, 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 it probably is. But, um, you know, that's what producers does. That's what a production team is, period. Um, it sounds to me like what you're saying is what they did is they actually took that element and that group thing and kind of, you know, put that out there. Like, this is what we do. This is how you go about doing it. Like, that's what producers do. Mm-hmm. So it's, that's not nothing new in, in itself, but that's dope that they was able to do that and create, you know, that type of success for themselves. Right. Yeah. Why do you think that happens more often though? Because I always like question why is it that that becomes like a just cyclical in the music industry where niggas just get fucked over routinely, even though we all know who should who should have the power, and like more more entities like that should just happen where people just work within themselves instead of relying on like a label to kind of. Help them fund things that they could eventually just do themselves around. Because the label got the money. Don't nobody got million. It takes a lot of money to pull this shit off. Um, and it might not seem like it with the way they throw this money around, but like, like a single. How much you think it costs to break a single? Just guess a number. Hundred thousand. I would say probably closer to four hundred thousand. I would say. That you can, so the number that I always hear is always over a hundred thousand. So I always hear between a hundred to a hundred twenty to a hundred thirty thousand. To like, and that's just that's that single. You hear it on the, you hear it on all the radio stations and that and whatever all over the country that plays that genre multiple times a day. Um, and that's just the radio side of things. So you take that into account and just think of all these singles and everything that comes out and the labels putting out, you know, 20 something songs a, a month or a year or, you know, however often it's like, it takes a lot of money to do it. Um, I'm not mad about what, because the labels are doing a lot of shit and when you do stuff independently, you start to realize like, yeah, like if I ever want to get to a certain level, you know what I'm saying? You have to have that label Isn't it behind possible you. that you could just, it's gonna sound crazy, but just build up your own team. You know what I'm saying? Like you can have people on the sales side, 
people on the marketing side and that's going to cost you money but if you're a large artist then you have the resources to make something like that happen you absolutely do um it's just it there's no comparison to what a label is going to do now that's not me advocating and saying don't be independent go for a label uh you might not want that level of success you might want to get to a certain level but you want to keep all your money for yourself and that's not even saying that uh, artists can't just build up their own team and be independent and see the same level of success that a label might give them. It's just the 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 probability of that happening is not it's the wrong. same. Yeah. Um. But when you do, and then the other part of it too is like it's the work. It's the work. You know, like being independent is a lot of work. Like I I I would love to just sit down and walk into an office and. The marketing person decided what they're going to do. This person decided what they're going to do. This person's going to handle that. And all I have to do is create. When you got to create and edit, market, and figure out strategies and actually set up the dates to, to go and do stuff. It's a lot. Mm-hmm. It's a whole lot. I just think, I guess from a YouTuber perspective, we just do that. And so... I'm not saying it's we should we normalize it, but it's just for us. It's like it's more possible. Okay, I do it because yeah. I'm a YouTuber too. Exactly. Yeah. But what y'all aren't doing that I have to do mm-hmm. is write music, produce it, write a song, record it, edit it, and then that's just five things. Yeah. Every skit that I do, I have to do those five things first. Mm-hmm. Then I have to make it funny. Then I have to edit the skit. Then I have well, to market the I'll, video. I'll say this. Yeah. When it comes to like. Especially like if I'm just rapping and I don't actually know how to produce like music itself, then then that then that right there would definitely be a whole nother hurdle that I probably don't want to get over. But I essentially what I'm saying is like if I came up and me and another another nigga just knew each other and he was producing, I was writing and rapping, and essentially this is how we kind of came up. Like he just said, like it's a whole group of people who just produce like they their group is a conglomerate. Yeah. So like I'm that's what I'm saying. Like once you just get a group of people Because essentially like That's how a lot of Groups came up Back in the day Like NWA was essentially well, what that was Well okay So even to like with, with the group That you're talking about Even with that That's cool um, But again That's what people do Like There's not a, a lot of these producers Aren't just like Independent producers They're part of a production team Yeah um, A lot of times When you see something Was produced by A certain producer It wasn't It was produced by somebody That's on their production team Mm. And that producer that started or owns that production team, because production isn't who made the beat. Producing is something different. So it's like you can come to me with a beat and I add certain instruments, take certain instruments out, polish it up, format it and structure it a different way. Now I'm the producer and you're the co-producer. Yeah, you you the dude who first made is a co-producer now? Yeah. Because production, <laughs> because 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 production and beat making is two different things. Okay, you get what I'm saying. Yeah. So when you're producing something, <clears throat> you came up with this concept and you put it together. I can produce something. I can produce a song and never touch any beat equipment. I say, okay, you my artist. We're going to get 
a Timberland beat and Mary J. Blige to sing on it. Yeah. I'm the producer because I put that together. And that what Quincy Timberland Jones is just right? a right. Yeah, Quincy Jones. Yeah. And and Quincy was, you know, making beats too. He was he was actually like making the music yeah, and formatting yeah. music too. But yeah, so that's what production actually is. Or Khaled, I guess. Khaled from my understanding, yeah, Khaled yeah, doesn't yeah, do same much thing. Produ- like beat wise, but he just actually gets the pieces exactly. together and uniforms the music. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. Interesting, interesting, interesting. So do you think? But I still, I, at the end of the day, I just feel like because I can't, I, I can't just imagine that we get to a point where it's just like how the f- we get to this this stage of like niggas just keep getting taken advantage of. And that when I was growing up, I just felt like we were getting away from that space because Cole, Kendrick, Drake, and them, Wiz Khalifa, all that they were essentially made just because niggas was downloading their music off of that piff. Like there was no massive machine behind them. Everything was just word of mouth. Twitter wasn't even as big as it was back then. Like it wasn't like I drop a song, you go trending, and that has millions of views. So look at what has happened because okay, you have that era, right? And let's just say that that era was that, and it stayed untouched. These labels and these entertainment companies start to realize what's going on. Like, look, all this internet shit going on, we don't have a hand in this. We have to figure out something. Yeah, and they have the money, power, and resources to already do it anyway. And that's pretty much how any big corporation works. They're going to see what the people do first and then kind of figure out a way to leverage and piggyback off of that. And now that's what's happening. Now you have this whole thing that we're fighting with um, the streams because the money that we're getting from our streams ain't shit. I mean, we're getting fractions of a cent off of the So like millions of streams because people's not buying albums anymore. Yeah. And what they would have been paying per album, per song even, versus what they're paying now, maybe in a monthly fee of being subscribed to, whether it's iTunes or Tidal or whatever, the amount of money that they're paying versus what they're actually able to get, they can listen to anything they want to. And that's the people that actually pay for those services. You don't even have to pay for it. You just hear music for free. So that does reduce... The value of the music. Unfortunately, when you sign to a label, the little money that is coming in, the label is taking a majority of that. Most people is getting like 20 to 40 percent, not even 40, like 20 percent of what their songs are actually making. But um, can you break that down for the people that really don't understand that? Like if a single on. I don't know, iTunes is one ninety nine, right? And they purchase it, what would your percentage? Versus if a subscription for Spotify, what is the subscription for Spotify premium? Like ten dollars? I have a student account, about five a month for me. <laughs> I don't know, but every single time every single time I hear people try to break that down, it's almost impossible. Because be even on a Joe Biden oh, I've podcast. Seen it. I seen I seen the actual dashboard before. He's not lying, it's fractions of a cent for, for streams. It's very minuscule. And then assuming that you're not the only producer, there might be another producer gets cut in and the artist gets cut in and whoever the I think else. your different songs like, would be different. But it is. It depends like on... general guess? What's it, the estimation? I have no clue. I have literally no clue. But I've seen the actual dashboard with like, you, these are all the songs you're part of and this is the amount total for each song. It could be massive songs. You're not making really much off of it. That's tough. Frank looks like he's going to pull something up. Yeah, I'm trying to... He's in the crates. So if it's like five ninety nine for Apple Music, student for me... Um, but that's not how artists make their money anyway. I get make, that, but I just people people don't people don't be knowing like. All right, so 
This is from September of 2019, so I don't think it's a uniform answer, and I don't think it's always going to be the same, but so this is per stream. This is the payout per stream. So Apple Music, you're getting .00735, okay? <laughs> so that's a seventh of a cent. That's a seventh and some change of a cent. Number of streams to earn $1, 136. Google Play Music is .00676. Um, title, which isn't on this. Let me hit five more rows and see what comes up. I'd be up. pissed if a nigga tell me I get a seventh of a cent. Per stream. So, like, so now if you get a million streams, you know, you, you're not getting a million dollars for um, I mean, you're getting something, but it ain't so. Title, yeah, title pays the <laughs> pays the most. Well, the second most on this list at one and a quarter cents. That's why, like Jay Z, was real big on it. And the and the number one streaming service on this list that pays the most at point zero one nine cent is Napster. <laughs> I don't think you know that though, because I didn't know that the mother. We used to steal from is paying us the most. That ain't that something. <laughs> Look at God. That is, that, that's that used to and be. Is that, is that I didn't know Napster was still around, man. Or is that payout to everybody that was involved on that track? That that's paid. That's paid out to whoever owns it, oh, and then shit. then that's the breakdown. So because I'm independent and I put my music directly into these streaming services, I get all of that. But if I'm with a label, I'm getting a percentage of that. Percentage of a percentage. And then it's not just that It's also like If I have So I didn't produce Every song on my album So The songs that I didn't produce That producer is getting Half of that record Yeah I always thought That was very fascinating When I hear like Russ talks about it In every interview He ever does About how he Writes Raps Produces Mix Masters Everything himself So he He actually Gets all the revenue And so that seems a lot more appealing is when you got to go to a producer and now a producer get a cut and then you got writers, writers get cut and then now everybody get a cut. Your cut's not looking too But nice. again, it's necessary. It's You're talking to somebody who is that jack of all trades and it's good to do it, but sometimes it's necessary. If you want the best record, sometimes you need somebody else to make. Sometimes you need to bring in other producers like, yo, what is, what is your ear telling you? What do you hear here? What do you, you know, like it's... A collaborative effort mm-hmm. I yeah. can just make a whole album In my bedroom And that's cool But If I want the best possible music I might have to outsource I might have to go to other people And they want a cut of it it's, right. This is just how the game is You yeah. know what I mean Yeah Damn That's tough So uh, You kind of hinted to it So if, if somebody make a beat That's 50 That's half a percent of the That's 50 percent Yeah Because the way song structure is Is Okay So You have your masters and you have your publishing. So your master is the actual physical recording of the song. That's the actual sound audio of the song. So let's say that that single gets sold um, or, or, or you selling albums or whatever. So what the, the breakdown is, so it's 200%. 100% is who produced it and the other 100% is who wrote it. Okay. So... Whoever wrote it, um, I mean, not wrote it, the, the the artist that's on it. So part of that, that, that first hundred is who produced it. So if I have a single and somebody else produced it, 
they're getting 50%, but contractually, they're getting their 100 from producing, yeah. and I have my artist 100. Okay. Then you have the publishing side. Now, the publishing is whenever a song is played on the radio, played in a movie, played at a, at a basketball game, a public event, whatever, those people are paying royalties for that being broadcasted. Yeah. So now you're breaking that percentage down as well. For real? Yeah. I did not know that. That means people be people basically do some songs damn near free. Like if you do a song with I don't know, four other people on there, five other people, six other people, and you didn't even write your own shit, you damn near doing a song for like free ninety nine. <laughs> this is what happened to TLC. Because everything is now being split between three girls, but before it even gets to them, the label is taking away whatever they taking away. We just gave you a million dollar advance. You got paid back. You owe us this. So before you touch anything, yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. It's so much stuff that they put in there. And again, and, and what I tell artists, what I tell anybody is, it's not what you sign, it's what you negotiate for. So if you signed up for that, you can't be mad. But you can negotiate. You can say, no, I'm not going for that. This is what I want. So artists need to educate themselves more on the structure of the music business. Um, they're trying to put unions together, yeah. Especially for producers, um, they 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 trying to do to that encompass all producers. It had to be like a certain well, amount of, of course, of course, you gonna have to sign up for it and all of yeah. that. But it's just it's ridiculous, especially like now with this with the streaming thing. And the thing about the streaming thing is some of the laws for mechanical royalties that were written back in the twenties is still what we're governed by Jesus today. Nineteen twenties. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> not, yeah. Not the 2020s. Yeah. I just no. I, I'm trying to figure out what makes yeah. sense because the 1920s kind of don't make no sense. So no. Yeah. That's that's very sad to hear. That's very sad to hear. I can't imagine that. I mean, imagine you have like six people in your group. Like you might be still in poverty. You might be have some level of success, but you're still in poverty. <laughs> exactly. Because you got to split that with everybody in your group now. And then I imagine fucking COVID hit. And you can't even tour. So Do shows. And so now that's and that's the biggest thing because that's where artists is making their money from touring and merch. It's not album sales. It really was never really sales to begin with. But now you throw in this thing called the internet where everybody's getting their shit for free. Yeah. It definitely wasn't sales. Yeah. Okay, so I saw Lil Baby's been on like three features a week for all of 2020 it's actually been incredible every time i boot up spotify he's on a new song was that his way of compensating for the fact that he couldn't do shows and he dropped an album that year because i can't imagine i was trying to figure out like why is he on so many fucking songs maybe maybe he just you know he just wants to work with a bunch of people i don't know you have to ask him that i don't think it, because yeah you you know you getting I, I don't know what his features are going for. Um, is he getting the same amount per feature that he would be for actually going out and performing? I don't know. Um, it might be to help compensate for it, but I don't I don't even think it's that. I think because everybody can't tour, so it's, it's people are finding different ways to get around it, but I think Lil Baby just wants to work. And I fuck with Lil Baby. I fuck with his work ethic. I, I see what he's doing. Like, he actually be talking about some shit. I think he just wants to be the biggest baby. 
<laughs> he wants to be the littlest, biggest baby. Facts, facts, facts. He accomplished that. So you work. So on your on your album, higher self. Mm-hmm. Uh, when is it? It's out right now. It's out now. Out now. What is, what is it? What is that about? Kind of break us through like how you get to that point with the uh, with the music. What to expect from it from the people who might be who might hear it after after this. Uh, Oh man, it's just you know it's about being the highest version of yourself. Um, you know, I wrote it majority of it last year, uh, during the pandemic, during the quarantine. Um, I was really just doing like a lot of studying, just learning about myself, just trying to be a better person, and I wanted to share that information, yeah. you know what I'm saying, to help people achieve <clears throat> The highest version of themselves to do what they need to do to focus to get to that point, um, and then I smoke weed. So that's yeah. You know, I was like, hey, they, nigga, get high. The fuck. I like that. I like that. I like. I like how that works. I like how that works. <laughs> so I mean, so this year you said it's your third one. Uh, higher self is my fourth album. Oh, you got three out before this yeah. one. Yeah. So when you when you kind of when you working in that in that mental space. How much of it did it change with like quarantine and shit like that? Because I know plenty of people who creatives and they couldn't get out of the house and niggas kind of kind of fuck and they got, got a lot of writers block and couldn't be as creatives as they wanted to be. That's crazy, man. Like being stuck in the house is just yeah, just uh, <laughs> it's like you sh- you would think ideally it's like I should be more creative. I should be like focused on my shit. Writer's block. That's sad. I don't. I can't relate. <laughs> I can't. But I'm just. Niggas. I. I can understand it. I get it now that I yeah. think about it. But I never thought of it that way. I always thought like, well, we ain't got shit else to do. We need to be fucking creating content. Um. Yeah, man. It's it's it's. And now that you say that, I do think of like certain content creators I haven't seen the same uh, amount of work from. So they probably did lose some of their drive. Um, sorry, sorry for y'all. I, I hate to say it, but do you feel like you're a better content creator than them? Because you have to do so many different levels of this. You hate thing. to and say then, it, right, Omar? Well, you know, I hate to say it. And then you got to make a skit. I actually don't think. And then you got to make a skit on top of it. So <laughs> that doesn't. That's that's not a that's not a a better or worse thing. That's just that's just what I do and. Mm. You know that's what works for me. They don't. Yeah, I mean, well, it's it's not about burning bridges. It's just like it, you can't compare apples and oranges. You know what I'm saying? Some people that only do like a certain thing just because I work harder or put more into my stuff doesn't necessarily mean I'm better. I have a different type of style of content that I'm creating. You know what I'm saying? Now, if you ask me if I'm better than other rappers, absolutely. I okay. just I just came in to snitch on John. He he uh he slept through his alarm and now he's in my room just chilling. So for everyone wondering, he just he just chilling. You can't wait till after this is the most unprofessional shit. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> he walked in front of the camera. Said nothing to nobody. <laughs> this, is the, this is the producer? Oh no, no, not him. No, the producer's in no, the, no, I'm saying he's still oh, yeah, on the talking, producer. Yeah. Like, yeah, the producer's in this, this is well. terrible. He's just chilling like right there now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he's, he's not doing anything. <laughs> What's happening? Um, damn. So, man, I, I guess it is tough for other niggas who um who have to do a writer block because you because So, if we're talking about we, we talked about the Lil Nas X thing earlier, wouldn't this be? And you would think 
like during the pandemic, wouldn't that be the time to do like the little Nas X theory, make a single? We can't go nowhere. Let's push it on TikTok so I don't have to borrow money from the label to push a single. No, anytime is the time to do it. Mm. What's that song? Um, all, all the people shaking their ass to right now. Bust it. I mean, TikTok has. I guarantee you, a label thought that shit up. No, it did. It it was right. I I I followed that artist before. That song has been out for two years now. She just signed a week and a half ago, and after she got signed, that challenge went off just because they flooded TikTokers with Mm -hmm. with money, influencers, and they made them do the challenge. You seen the club performance? Oh yeah, from two years ago, nobody was fucking with it at all. Word. She did it and it was like yeah. damn near a spoken word thing. And she's singing the song at the club. <laughs> and she know, spoken you know word. when you go to a thing and she's like, bust it. Everybody in the club is like, we don't put the next motherfucker up on the stage. <laughs> yeah, she's I did not know that. I mean, yeah. yeah. I did not. She she's been she's been all over IG Who made that and Twitter. Song? Erica, Erica Banks. Banks. I never heard of her. Yeah, exactly. But she's been she's been making music for years at this point. That's and that crazy. song was out two years ago. And she just got signed. I'm about to make music ago. and just get teeny boppers to dance to that shit. So that's what I'm saying. That's what the labels is like. Okay, we yeah, got to figure out something. Let's pay a bunch of influencers to create more content. Yeah. You, you see what I'm saying? But to me, my my whole thought process is that since that's not organic, then it's not real to me. That shit is not. It'll be it's real in the moment. But three months down the line, no one's gonna give a fuck about Erica Banks because and nobody cares. They don't care. I'm not. I'm not saying she probably doesn't care. care. Like she it, should though. Yeah. Well, she should for her sake. But she, I'm she talking should. about in terms of like what that song is. Like oh, you just yeah. said, it's some song that she came out with two years ago that nobody was fucking with. Yeah, she probably has way better, way deeper music with the actual message, actual substance. She probably is, which is also why because she does cringing right now. Listening to Erica Banks now. I've, no, because not because I ain't gonna lie. She there's like freestyles of her with, on Nicki Minaj beats. And all. She's actually a good rapper. That's the only reason why I even follow her. But it's Isn't interesting that, so that the though? fucking label decided to fund that shit. I, I didn't even know it was a girl song. All I knew was that everybody. I heard the beat. That's all I've been hearing yeah, is the too. beat yeah. and people dropping it low yeah, to we, that we shit. We didn't even get into the song. It's just literally really almost Nelly sample and then the first part. And that's it. And that's it. And she and they just but they just like probably blew. Hundred thousand dollars on that shit. Fetty Wap, the fucking uh, what was that single? The the don't that he uh, slim thick with your cute. Is that what you were talking about? Because I know he had a challenge. That's that that another one. Damn near had a challenge. The first of his, the first song I that he come my way, baby, want you? Come that was out for like a year. Over? It was on SoundCloud, crazy. It was on SoundCloud. It was yeah, out dude. for a year. But see, I don't mind. See, the thing, the only reason why I'm making that point is because the reason why. Cole Kendrick and them did a whole decade straight of being relevant because it was organic because their growth was people word of mouth and determining after they heard it if they fuck with it or not. Mm, not I don't know about that bro it's the same I, thing they had a machine behind them Kendrick no, I'm, talking, had I'm, talking, I'm talking in the very very beginning but it's like look if once you knock something out the park like Lil Nas X did it's like alright now how good are you because you have to do that again and the people that's been at the top for this long the people who did it again and then again and again, they found a way to just make songs that people want to listen to all the time. So it, with that girl who who rapped over, I don't even know what the song is. I can't, I don't know if it's rap or... Erica Bucks. She's rapping. She's rapping? rapping yeah. Okay, now she's going to have another chance to make a song that's going to bang like that. And it's just going to depend on whether she's good at what she does or not. But my theory is that, that people don't exist like that anymore. Like, I don't... When's the next... Nicki Minaj nah, was the next. Lil Baby just proved it. Lil Baby had Lil Baby had a, a like a song blow up, and he was just that guy that had a Drake feature, and then like he had that whole thing he was doing with Gunner for a while, 
And then he just dropped one of the greatest albums that's graced my ears all year, bro. <laughs> it's not my turn. It's one of the greatest albums. Bro, I swear to God, that shit is I, I, I love that album too. Yeah. Lil Nas X just did it though, because he's had no. And I know. Yeah, not, he did have a couple hits after his main hit. Yeah, he has hits outside of old time. But I haven't heard nothing in a year, and that's fine. But he just that does a holiday song though, and it's like on this. It's. It was trendy during the holiday. Maybe I'm not listening okay, to Lil Nas. Okay, that's fine, though, because that's, like, evergreen shit. That holiday yeah. shit, like, that would be money-making for, like, next 30 years. So. And I think Lil Nas X kind of, he, it, it wasn't just the song, right? It was, like, this, the, 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 the brand, right? Yeah. The whole of who he is. And then if, if you want to add the gay thing to it, okay, I think that probably might have helped a little bit, but even before it was like, okay, he's gay or whatever, it was still like he created this whole yeah. thing, and and that's really what it is. Is but he created it though. That's the point I'm making. Mm-hmm. He, no, I'm saying he created. <laughs> he like you said, he's the one who went to TikTok. Is not that, right. Not so essentially, I'm not saying. I'm pretty sure Lil Nas X in the very beginning have hundreds of thousands of dump at TikTokers. So they still had to fuck with the music to really do like, with it. I feel like it's just gonna get old soon, though, bro. And I think I knew, it will. I knew, the moment I realized that when Drake came out that Tusi Slide song, I'm like, man, you give us instructions for a generic dance right now that that like left foot. I'm like, man, what are we doing right now? You so know what? Y'all niggas is getting older. That's what it is. So then that's the other thing I keep I keep wondering. <laughs> no, am I am I right. yo am I just getting you're just, older? You're just getting older. That's all older it is. And then like because this, this play is no never going to stop being ran. I'm not saying it's not going to be ran, but the point I'm making is if and there's a, if, it as an artist. yeah, what's the what's the sustainability of it? Because you're right, nigga. Back when Mems did it, it was essentially the same thing. Yeah. But after an album and a half, it was done already. So my point is. We just got done watching essentially like four or five legit great artists do a whole decade stretch. And Drake, Cole, Big Sean, J. Cole. I said Cole twice. You know what I'm saying? The Kendrick Lamar, Nicki Minaj. Right. Is it a whole decade? And a huge reason for that is because when they first, first started, very, very, very beginning, when it was just essentially them, it was a bunch of mixtapes that people had to be put on from word of mouth, essentially. So that's you're already building an audience where even a decade later, if Cole drops some shit, I'm listening to it. Not because Jay-Z put him on, but because I heard Cole before he even got to that point and I've been fucking with this shit anyway. If the reason why I heard your, your music is because the first 20 seconds of it was being played in a TikTok song, I don't know who you are. So I'm not fucking with your music. I just fuck with the challenge. So once the challenge is done, then what? And the odds are you're not being relevant after after like five to seven more months, that's the that's the reality of it. That's Facts. the reality across the board, regardless of how to agree. And so the point I'm yeah. making is: so where where are the sustainable artists? Little Baby's one, but who else? They out here. They will because you got so many new artists, right? At the that's, same that's, time, that's, fair too. that's the and that's the that's other fair. thing. Like in the '90s, it was like twelve rappers. <laughs> I think there's plenty though. Like there's like the baby blew up last year. Moneybag Yo blew up. I think both of them are gonna be around at least for another few years. Um, and I, I I'm I'm fairly confident there's gonna be people with staying power. Is they'll float to the top. That's just how it works. People aren't gonna stop listening to music because there's less good music. I'm not they're gonna stop. They're just gonna listen to the best in their opinion. So like there's different categories to the shit. You know what I'm saying? First there's like the toxic rap, and then you go the baby <laughs> and money bag yo, and they just talk their shit. You know what I'm saying? Then there's like the the one that's more like rap caviar, bragging about your shit. There's the futures of the world, the Drakes of the world. So there's different categories, and the guys with staying power that can make 
music for those categories that people will listen to and fuck with, then they're gonna stay at the top. And there's new artists that come up all the time that fucking knock people that down. That might yeah, that might be really But good. you new but artists. you but the question that you asking is the who's sustainable is, is is the answer to that question is the answer that has it has always been, which is just who consistently makes good music, who's yeah. consistently making hits. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that's the whole thing with the with the music industry. You just have to get through that door. Yeah. You just have to get that that first thing. If you can keep following up with some dope shit, you good. It's a lot so, like YouTube, man. Oh, a little Uzi too. I'll give Uzi too. Uzi yeah. yeah, on the on the yeah, beginning stage. Yeah, and Cardi, he dropped a good album. Well, let me I'm stop. That's what I'm saying. I'm like, I ain't listen to it, bro. I don't know what, how what, I ain't what, listen to this what shit. Yeah. Stop somebody, because I seen there's this New challenge called the Junebug challenge. I don't mm. know if y'all seen that. With the ready get it started, where he bitch, I got loose stick. Go and how, you know how long that song's been out? It's only been out for months at this point. But let me so let me say this: it's gone through two challenges now. Yeah. So what's stopping? And I've seen the beginning, which of the, is wild. Which is wild. So I've seen the beginning of the Junebug challenge. Just some verified TikToker. He literally he said, "All right, this is day one of the thing that I'm calling the Junebug challenge." And he would do this. He did it for about 16 days straight before. I think it was like 16. 16 days straight before it took off and it started going everywhere. Why can't you do that for every single song, album, whatever, like at least one song? Why can't you create a challenge for every album? You you can and I and and I think that that's when the market is going to become flooded yep. is is once it gets to a point, and I think we kind of seeing it now because that's all I see is Junebug Challenge and Busted Challenge right now. And I think eventually people going, it's going to get old. These challenges are going to get not the challenge themselves, but just doing challenges. I think is going to get to a point where it's like, all right, we got okay. Like, what kind of what kind of challenge can we do for your album? Um, I'm trying to do something. I have a song like, actually called Another Challenge that I want to come up with a challenge for, but I want my challenge to actually be like something creative, like something that like not that you got to work hard for, but just something that's not going to get old and stale and something that everybody want to do from the babies to the grandmas. So, so you do the whole dancing? I I don't know if it, I don't even know if it's got to be a dance challenge. I, I maybe I'll do a a, a weed rolling challenge. I was about to say I yeah. see, that's the beauty of a the challenge. babies do me. that. It don't it don't have to be a dance. <laughs> it could just be something as simple as you know. The, that's just the easiest way to associate music. Your clothes with. challenge, like it, it could be some, yeah, but it's just it's easier to associate music with yeah, just yeah, yeah, somebody dancing though. But I kind of feel like we was in this in the same bubble, like we're in like 2008, 2010-ish area where the dance thing, the crank that soldier boy. Not even that, but just what Nas just said, hip hop is trash, and niggas was like, yeah, you right, Nas. You can old dog. And then you right, Nas. And then and then niggas went out of their way to find different ways to get content music. And that was the beginning of calling them. That's how that originally. That's essentially how that shit started. How, how old were you in 08 to be like, yeah, Nas, you right, dog. Nigga, when we, nigga, back then we used to be on the radio <laughs> and they used to play the same three songs. That's essentially what the challenge is, right? Yeah. When you scroll through TikTok, you see the same challenge, the same thing. When we was on, we listen thing. to radio. But think about and it was three different think stations. About that cycle, they the, same the TikTokers need content, so they have a vested interest in creating random challenges. Oh yeah, you, I and agree. the artists need views that the TikTokers what it is. has. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's really, essentially what it really is. Really, to me, by the time you get back to TikTok, 
Because think about the progression of like social media. If it starts to TikTok, it'll go to Twitter next. Then it'll go to Instagram. Yeah. Then, you know, two months later, it get to Facebook. By the time it's there, I'm back on TikTok with another. And that's really the Junebug challenge. Mm-hmm. He started off with that bitch. I got like, he bucked at the thing. He started here. By the time it started. Oh, that's the one? Yeah. That's the one Davidson Corner was doing downstairs? Yeah, the one yes. he bucks out. Oh, sick. And they do this bullshit in the middle of it? No, that's, oh, that's the, that Corvette. That's the Corvette. Corvette. Okay, yeah. I'm but talking about some other shit. By the time you circle back around, like your social media cycle, you can come out with a whole different challenge. And it can be for the same song, even. Yeah. I just got. I just have a theory on the music industry, and I just think my theory stands the test of time. And instead of, no, instead of, instead of TikTok, it's just... Like back in the day, it was just radio stations in the same situation. Artists yeah. need music to be played, so they just feed record um 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 radio stations. And now I'm in Atlanta, and there's three different hip hop stations, and the three hip hop stations at the exact same time are playing the exact same song. Yeah. Are they? Yeah, that when I was growing up, that's how that shit yeah. was. What the fuck? It was it was three different stations. V103, 95.5 to beat, and 107.9. And there would be stretches where they were all playing. Usher year at the exact That's same time. That's what everybody time. do. That's what they is doing in DC. We got ninety three point nine WKYS and ninety five point five WPGC, uh, which is now pop and and shit now. But those were like our two hip hop stations. Same shit. You go back and forth. Both stations playing the same as that shit. Same back same time. time. It wasn't like that for us. That's crazy. But and then the crazy part about it is. To me, that was the whole reason why I even got into underground rap and other because it was just more avenues of just I needed other shit to listen to. Yeah, right. it, it did get annoying because they when a song hit number one, they were like, "Yeah, we're playing this every hour, so. every hour, <laughs> every every fucking hour." It or didn't even feel on, like it though. I felt like they were playing it back to back to back to back. It, it literally, that's what it felt like. Or even on BET, like you would like we just get done watching Rap City and they would play the same little little, little Wayne song oh. and it go on 106 apart and play the same little Wayne music video. It used to be the same. Uh, shit. What are the laws like here? Because in Canada. The radio stations actually had to play a certain amount of Canadian artists, which they got really lucky at the time because like Justin Bieber is blowing up, Drake is blowing up. So this is the weekend. So there's so many Canadian artists, they were fine. But there's a possibility that like if there's no big Canadian artists, they just had to start playing random underground people because there was a certain percentage they had to legally hit to uh, be a radio station that a, operated in Canada. I don't know it's a law like that, but in Atlanta they just play Atlanta niggas. Just I, about to say, play, I don't know. I don't know about like, like a law charge like where that artist is from, but. It's definitely just everything out here is controlled by program directors. And the program yeah. directors, I think, are coming from another authority. So it's like, this is what you're going to play. This is what you have to play type shit. So how do you feel about now? Like, um, I mean, I'm mainly on Spotify. I list like Rap Caviar. Like, that's huge. When artists get on Rap Caviar, they'll tweet about it because they want to be on Rap Caviar some more. So they yeah. want to kind of juice it up. Um, but they have a lot of power. So if they just decide, like, I don't want to play your music in this one of the biggest playlists on the whole platform, then that's a huge percentage of listens that you could have gotten. Right. And that's a lot of pla- that's a lot of power now that those platforms have that radio used to entirely own. Right. How you feel about that? I think it's dope. Um, I definitely love like with with Spotify and certain sites like this. You know, have have really become. Um, even uh, still, though, it's still like that process, like you said, of having to get on and just how it's regulated and all that. But um, listen, all these different avenues, they exist. You have radio, you have Internet, you uh, you have all these different things. And just being an artist means that like you're trying to attack everything. You know what I mean? You're trying to touch all bases. 
uh, Drake doesn't have that problem, but some artists do. You know what I'm saying? Just trying to get heard on everything. So, I mean, it's all just one big ass game. Um, that's why you have these challenges. That's why you have these different things that you're attaching to the music. That's the reason why I started doing skits. Because yeah. you can't, it's not yeah. just the music. You have to attach something else to it. It's almost like the music is a bonus. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because what if you can't even get the radio? Because I think all the challenges that we've talked about, the artists can't. Not can't. I do they, out of curiosity, sorry to cut you off, do they play that music? I don't listen to radio no more. Do they play the TikTok challenge music That's on radio? Very no. rarely. They no. don't do that shit? They don't play busted on the radio. They don't play that. Very, it was crazy. Is even on radio to this day, it's still like he says. It's, it's like a program director, and it's mm-hmm. almost like a fucking fifteen song playlist that they have, and that's they that's just it. rerun that shit. Now the song is time. streaming, and it, whatever clubs is open, I'm sure that they playing that record in in the clubs yeah, and sure. stuff. You know what I'm saying? But um, but that's the thing. Even without that radio play, it's like you still have some life. You know what I mean? Which I, I'll agree. That's probably the best part about it is that because back then, yeah, if you ain't on the radio, if you, yeah, you yeah. basically fucked. But now you can still have a whole career, a very successful one, and never even touch radio. So I agree. Like that's probably the greatest part about um, the internet. I don't know how TikTok obviously wasn't the first platform to like really blow somebody up off that because it's been lying. existing. It was existing before that because no. And then the other thing too is we get royalties off that. We get royalties off if it's playing on, uh, yeah. We get we get well depending on what site it is. Like we get royalties from those songs being played on TikTok. Uh, you it it might be certain stuff with like I don't I don't know about TikTok specifically, but like certain sites like yeah. I know on YouTube, yeah, I know y'all do. Yeah, YouTube, we got Facebook as well. Um, yeah, I think uh, I think there's something. Behind that, like they they might look at how many people replayed this, retweeted this, twitched this, whatever, and there's something that comes behind that. But that's the actual like number that we can look at and and kind of use to gauge like the popularity of this song. Even True. a snippet of the song, it doesn't have to be the whole song. Oh no, nah, it don't. It don't. It you can pay. You can pay a half a second of something. It, it, it's a play. Oh. Oh, you mean for plays? Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, 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 it depends on the platform. I know YouTube, it used to be 15 seconds. I don't know how that's changed. Um, mm. But, you know what I'm saying? Every platform is different. But Netflix just changed how they count views. Yeah. Uh, because be Disney higher. Plus was cheating and <laughs> reporting too many views. Disney Plus was reporting views. I forgot what the numbers were, but it was like two minutes in, that's a view. And Netflix was doing, if you didn't watch 75% of it, they didn't count it. Mm. So Disney Plus is reporting their growth. And Netflix is like, y'all lying right now. And people are believing it because no one's going to do the research. So they just changed it. So Facebook does the same thing. Facebook, you just scroll past some shit. They count that shit as a view. On YouTube, it's harder to get a view. On Facebook, you just get views accidentally. Same thing on TikTok. You don't even have to watch this shit. You're just on your For You page like most people scrolling. And each one of these get a view right here. You know what I'm saying? Then the benefit of TikTok is like you actually get multiple views from people because the shit loops, especially if it's short. But... um but you at least get one view from an uninterested person. That's not how it happens on YouTube. You have to click on the video to decide. Right. And yeah. then still watch it for like 30 seconds before they actually decide. Right. Yeah. How far, how long, how far are we into it? Uh, about 143. All right. Let's, we can get to the real questions. All right. Um, so, high, higher self, what's the most amount of weed you smoked in a day? <laughs> 13 J's. Okay. 
How how much is that? Does that what's that way out to if people don't know, know like what that what that may be? Uh, if you got a gram of J, that's thirteen grams. Okay, say less, say less. You um, backwards are you doing <laughs> what? Wait, this, this, this is, these are real questions. You, you do you do backwards? You doing papers? Papers. Damn. Yeah, them straightforward too. Yeah, why not? Why not? Why not? Why not? Um, who the most um underrated? Who, who's your favorite rapper? Actually, who's your favorite rapper all time? Of all time, uh, Jay Z. Back to back, yeah. You're trying to hang him up on the wall. You see that right there? You see <laughs> we're trying to. We're trying to. Who um who's the most underrated rapper of all time? You just yeah. just um, don't get it. Just don't get enough respect and credit. I think uh, I would say Sean Price definitely was underrated. Um, Rest in peace. Mm -hmm. Uh, Those who know, know. But, yeah, Sean's a nasty motherfucker. Okay. And he just, he he was more underground, so that's all that was. But, like, yeah. Okay. Who the most overrated rapper? (laughs) Uh... Who's the most overrated rapper? Because <laughs> mm. mm. I feel like if you if you at that point, I mean, there's some validation to it. Like, if enough people like you, you're doing something right. It's just my personal preference. You might not be all that, but that's just me. Yeah, we just asking your personal preference. We just asking your personal preference. I don't. I don't know. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> um. Who is somebody I'm just like, I don't really see it. I don't really get it. I don't know. I get everybody. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, yeah, we'll see it out there. We'll see it out there. We'll see it out there. It's it's just hard to say just how I look at it. Like, I can say underrated, like, oh, no, this person definitely needs love. Is nobody I'm like, this person doesn't deserve this much love. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's just mean. That's fair. That's fair. You know niggas, (laughs) but you know there's a bunch of niggas on the internet who just spend all day. Saying shit like that, so I just want to know if he ever crossed. Him That's why they them and not me. Facts, facts. Yeah. facts. When was when was the first verse you wrote where you were like, "Oh, I'm that nigga." Like, what? <laughs> uh, I wrote this verse. I think I was like fourteen. Uh, I wrote this verse. Every line, every bar had rhymed. It was the first time I ever did it. Um, I spit it for Dougie Fresh at a pep rally in DC. Damn. Uh, he he, whether he liked it for real or not, he was like, "Oh, that was tight." And so he took me into the room where he was staying at with a bunch of brothers from the nation. I didn't realize at the time that this is who I was around, but it was like just the whole nation was in there and shit. And he gave me a business card. He was like, "You know what to do now." I was like, "Yes." I go outside. My sister's like, "Where was you?" I was like, "I just spit for Dougie." She was like, "Oh, for real." And I took the card to school the next day. I showed it to everybody and lost the motherfucking card. Oh, that's tough. <laughs> yeah, that's tough. But Damn, that's tough. Yeah. You, remember, you remember it all word for word still? Hell no. What? Mm-mm. Damn, that's tough. Um, I don't know if you if y'all call that it. That was a lot of alcohol ago and weed ago. I don't remember that. I would thought I would have framed that fucking verse. If as soon as I figured out that I memorized verse. it I memorized it But I I wrote oh. it down But I memorized it Yeah You, you were gonna spit for Dougie Fresh? 
Nah. You just memorize, memorize the verse. Yeah. yeah. Um, nah, what happened was I had wrote it, and then I think, like, maybe a couple days after I wrote it, my sister was like, we going to this pep rally at UDC. Dougie Fresh going to be there. You want to come? I was like, yeah, sure. So he performed, and after he performed, like, everybody just kind of left. He was walking through the hall, and I was like, I'm going to catch up to him. So I just I I busted through everybody. I was like, "Hey, yo, Doug!" <laughs> and he turned around, and I I was like, "My name such such. I'm 14. I want to rap something for you." And I just remember looking up to him and rapping, and it, to me, it felt like he was like nine feet tall. Damn, that's everybody's dream moment. I think, like even with basketball players, what if I just come up in the gym and LeBron is in here today, uh. and I just I sh- I shoot a couple threes, and he's like, "All right." Come play for the Cavs. <laughs> <laughs> that would be wild as shit. Or what if a nigga gave you Mavericks number and said, you That's know what, what to say, do? Hey, and, 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 and this nigga you lost, lose you that know what the to next do. next day, you're like, oh, fuck, damn. Nigga lost a number. Um, <laughs> we could really use your talent on the Cavs. That would be wild as shit. Uh, why, why, you, why you don't think DMV gets more love than it should? Because the more and more I, I age, the more I realize more people from the DMV area than I actually realize. Yeah, it's just not an entertainment area. Um, it's a political area. And I mean, this is something that I've learned um, just from, I used to do like consultations for people. So I would talk to people from all over the country, really all over the world. And a lot of them would say the same thing as like, I'm from an area, we have a lot of musical talent, but we don't have no avenues of getting out there. And it's like, well, you're not in the major music market. Mm -hmm. So that is why people move to Atlanta, New York, LA, you know, go to these places and try to get their, their shit out there. So if we create more entertainment resources and opportunities, then maybe that you know that area can be looked at like that because like you said yes we do have a lot of people not just entertainment as far as like artists and people that's in front of the camera or in front of the microphone but you got a lot of people behind that do production and all these different things and grew up in that area come from that culture and all of that but they had to leave because we it's it's a political area we don't have that same amount of resources yeah that's all Cause my girl's from there, and then the editor that um, they use for AMP, he's from there too as mm-hmm. well. And um, a few other artists I've just like stumbled across, like just music wise, I fuck with it. I, I look it up, I'm like, oh, niggas is from Virginia, niggas from DC, and shit yeah. like that. Like, very, and it was like frequently, even niggas on Clubhouse, I'm just like, people trying to promote themselves. And it's a bunch of people from the DMV area and shit yeah. like that. And it's just weird. Like, I, ain't, I, ain't, I didn't really know it until like, you start growing up a little bit more. You want to hear a little bit more people's background and shit like that. Um, what is your um, what's your biggest simp story? My my biggest simp story. Yeah. Uh, you you mean like of me simping? Yeah. I don't simp. Oh man, <sighs> was almost there. That's cap. What do you mean that's cap? I don't fucking simp. Your whole life, you never simp not one time. Well, in my whole life, I'm, yeah, that's weird. We talking about oh, like, um, well, you said it like women sent for you. <laughs> women sent for me, yeah, they do sometimes. Oh, okay, they do. Uh, they they most definitely do. Uh, I just have I just have a different outlook and just just you know the way that I handle women. Um, I don't know. I think. <laughs> 
I don't know. I've had situations where I a chick wasn't. I ain't like did no wild shit where I like spent all this like a thousand dollars or bought a bitch a, a fucking dog <laughs> just try to get some pussy or some shit like that or bought a bitch a car and no shit like that. I ain't oh, even had no money for no shit yeah, like that's, that. That's wild. Yeah, but you but you definitely you know. You've sent before though. You've sent before. I've 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 definitely had situations where I did more than I should have in hopes of trying to get some ass. Well, let's just hear let's hear one of those stories. That's it. <laughs> really, we just say it to make sure niggas don't do it when they grow up. You try to just stop try to stop uh, with testimonials. Let me see. Oh, why, why not? <laughs> yeah, because it's 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 so long ago. That, like that's like asking me like, what is something that you did in high school or middle school? Like, nigga, I don't fucking remember. Mm, okay, yeah, I think that's a big. You want me to tell you? So I will tell you some pimp stories. Oh my god. Okay, right. I feel right. like that's the opposite side of the spectrum. Let's try that. Let's, let's why would that. you want the simp side of the spectrum? You I, think that's, to- I think that's a new pandemic, nigga. Simping. <laughs> <laughs> new pandemic. The more I it's hear the oldest niggas pandemic spend- in the world. <laughs> no, the more I hear niggas <laughs> are spending random money on women, and they that's, the, think yeah, that's, that's the that's the thing. Let's see. Because tricking is one thing, but simping is like not even time. It don't gotta get. It don't gotta be money. Yeah, well, can. well. So that's the thing. It's like your time that you spend it with a woman is like. It's transactional, right? Because it's like you you're exchanging your non sexual time in exchange for some sexual time. And the older that I get, the more that I'm like, okay, because it's not just always about sex. Like you got to really know how to just enjoy your fucking time with being with a female. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm not spending time with a woman necessarily. Like, yeah, I want to fuck this bitch, but. Before I even stick dick in this bitch, I do have to have some type of connection with her, like, because I'm careful about what I put my dick in. I'm not just going to put my dick in a demon because she's bad as shit. You know what I'm saying? Because I've definitely done it, and it's not... This is real shit. This is real shit. So what's a, what's a pimp story, then? A pimp a pimp story, then? Um, let me tell y'all a good one. <laughs> Niggas grinning for that shit. You remember the pimp stories? <laughs> I'm trying to think of a good one. I'm trying to think. Um, As a fact, hey kids, is one thing you learn out of this podcast: don't stick your dick in a demon, bro. Don't stick your dick in a demon. No matter how fat her ass is, no matter how much she suck you up, don't stick your dick in a demon, bro. Mm. Well, I mean, if she's sucking you off, then you already stuck dick in her in the head, and that's the worst part. That's what it. The demon's brain lives So shit I ain't I don't think I've ever Thought about head That way before yeah, She's just She's sucking your soul Out of you bro She's sucking yeah. Those positive vibes Out of you Cause she's a demon The the, the worst <laughs> kind But that bitch be bad The baddest bitches Be the worst The most evilest Toxicest bitches I swear That's a fact bro yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Omar what you been through man no, I'm just saying <laughs> I remember trying to help Somebody move Two days straight. Trying to chase Talking to the mic, man. I remember trying to help somebody move <laughs> for two days straight. Telling me, oh, yeah, it's going to be help here. It's just me. I'm just trying to listen. We, we asking for the pimp story. Huh? I probably <laughs> yeah. will. Well, I would say I, a simp story, I would say is like probably like recording the bitch that I was trying to get some ass from. And I was like, like, let her come to my studio and record it and shit. And I'm Why recording this bitch. Yeah, hey, you know what I'm saying? Like some shit like that. <laughs> you can say turn to Stevie J. Yeah, real shit. That's tall. That's tall. But any, any pimp stories? 
pimp story. Um, you got to be the best one. I re- yeah, I remember. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I can see you sifting through the catalog. I'm, I'm sitting. I'm trying to think. It's like, do I want to share that story? I don't know if I want to share that story. No, we, we cut things that. out if it's that crazy. It was last week. I mean, share that shit. Dude. Nah, it, ain't, it, it wasn't nothing last week. I just. <laughs> All right, the 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 shoddy came through, and she had the homegirl with her, and. I motherfucking That was a fun night (laughs) That was a real fun night Cause it wasn't supposed to go down like that But it was just like The way that I was talking to these bitches I was just like yo like Sometimes it's just when, When they say it's confidence Like I was talking to these bitches Like I was already fucking both of them And I ended up fucking both of them Threesomes now, were they into each other? Because I don't consider that's a threesome if a nigga got to fuck one and then take a break and then go fuck another one. I don't consider that a threesome. Nah, they... they that's just overtime. They <laughs> they strip. So, to oh, okay. me, so to me, it's like, bitch, y'all do this shit. Yeah. I just need to show you that, bitch, I know what the fuck time it is. Oh, okay. And once you lay that law down and let them know, like, yeah, them bitches, they with it. You know what I'm saying? Interesting. Yeah. It was a very interesting night. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now let's 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 pivot to a, a whole other direction. What are, what are the in a serious relationship? What are the five biggest things you look for in a woman? <laughs> <laughs> um, I want uh honesty. <laughs> you gotta write this down. Oh, okay. uh, honesty, okay. You want honesty. Um. You want, uh, I would say, you know, communication. Because, bitch, I'm not a fucking mind reader. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Put that in bold, actually. Yeah. Accountability. Because yeah. bitches don't apologize for shit. I swear to God. <laughs> His brother's preaching, huh? <laughs> yeah, he ain't nothing but preaching. <laughs> So far, that top three is nothing but preaching right there. I want a woman that isn't. Um, I don't compete with bitches. Like I don't argue with bitches. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying, bitch? We working together. You a woman? I'm a man. Like this is supposed to be a, a we adding our values together to do some shit. This isn't. It's not a competition. Like what yeah. the fuck? So. I definitely don't want a woman, and I don't think I don't think women. But well, you do have women that think like that. But I just think that's more of a society thing. Is that men and women kind of compete too much? But I'm definitely not look. I'm looking for a teammate, not a motherfucking opponent. Um, so I, I want a bitch that understands that. Um, okay, the first I ever heard I it. Yeah, but that, that, but that makes sense though. Yeah, yeah, it real shit. Real shit. It's a great way to put it too. Um, because for that reason, some women <laughs> wait. This topic is for a second. Yeah, bro. I swear <laughs> to God, I just run across the most stubborn women, man. That just argue a point they won't even believe in just to be right. It's like, what are we doing right like, now? Like, why? Why? What is the point? And I, 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 and a lot of it is is female nature. So some of them they just do it. They can't fucking help it. I get it. You know what I'm saying? It is what it is. I'm just like, bitch. I don't fucking have time for this shit. Like. 
And I want a woman that understands like like fuck all these games, Slim. Like when you got shit that you focused on in life and you focus on your purpose and you trying to get to these certain goals, you don't have time for these games. You don't have time for this bullshit. Like I'm letting the, I'll let a bitch know, like, bitch, I got other bitches that wanna suck and fuck me and not gonna give me none of this bullshit that you giving me. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like just like how a bitch got options, bitch, I got options too. That's a fact. I'm not some thirsty ass nigga to just geek the fuck you just cause like nah, bitch, I got other bitches. I will rather spend time with a seven versus a ten if that seven is going to not have as many games as that ten. That's a fact. Because and that's a what's fact. more important than fucking the baddest bitch out of all bitches is my sanity, mm. my time, mm. and my health, my overall well-being. Say that again, because them kids don't be knowing. They don't they know. know. They don't know that. They so the, know the whole that. premise to why we we the, that question is a reoccurring question is because we're trying to figure out how far on a man's list you have to get to looks. Like more than likely, it's a bunch of other shit you get to before looks is even coming to the conversation. Hell no! Like looks ain't even the fuck. Like yeah, you want a bitch that look good, but. Like and and then that's the other thing is like half these bitches ain't they don't even like look good like okay I prefer well I'm not gonna say I prefer but a bitch that wears makeup he's that's, deep in his bag oh my keep going keep going a bitch that wears <laughs> makeup that's cool but bitch I want to see what the fuck you look like without makeup like don't just paint your fucking I want to see a bitch's five o'clock shadow bitch let me see what the fuck I'm gonna be waking up next to that's a fact though that is that <laughs> the, is a the fact. light skin mustache you want to see it all I want to see all that shit baby I know you got it <laughs> that's a fact that's a bitch fact. be you. But I be trying to tell them all the time, but you know they're young around here, so you know I'm trying to, you know it's, it's all the looks and all that stuff. But I be trying to tell them you gonna get to a point where, bro, all that shit gonna look the same, bro. Especially when you get to a point where a ten don't even look like a ten anymore. She just she's just doing dumb shit all the time. All right, it's not even a ten no more. No, she's just a ten in looks though. She's not a ten. But the looks won't even matter an anymore when she's doing dumb shit. Constantly. But what is a ten? Okay, but but I'm glad you said that, bro. I'm glad you said that because now we about to get into some shit. What is a ten in entity? A tenant entity is like she might not be the baddest, but she's like mad supportive. Uh, she's not combative. She's definitely not no fucking opponent. You know what I'm saying? And and like a person that's fun, like you can spend time with, but isn't she doesn't drain you. She adds to you. Like those are all things that give so you that's, points. Right. So I think me. I think all men like want the same shit. And and the woman. This is what me and my father be talking about. That's one of his biggest things. Is like if I'm around you and you getting on my nerves after a day, like you're not the one for me. And I'm like, well, you said it about all of them, so maybe that's just. But so that's so so to kind of go back to that. So I don't even be wanting to fuck the baddest bitch. I want to fuck the bitch with the best pussy. That's another thing. Yeah, we don't talk about that more. So so sometimes the bitch that got the best pussy ain't the baddest looking bitch. You know what I'm saying? The best sex come from the the average joint of the day. And I'm not saying this as as an all the way rule across thumb, but just like out of a group of bitches that I talk to, the junk that's going to give me the best Experience in the bedroom might not be the best looking one. Um, another thing, I just lost my train of thought because it was another thing that I was saying to kind of piggyback off of what you just said as far as what you're looking for. You said woman's good. Time and supportive, sure fun. Supportive, not combative. Teammate, not opponent. Oh, right. Which I said earlier. Um, 
You ask a bitch what she bring to say table. I am the table. <laughs> <laughs> because it's like, bitch, like, what do you bring to the table? I've asked this bitch one time. This bitch fat as shit. Like, bitch, what do you bring to the table besides pussy and head? And this bitch struggled to say, you know what she mustered up? An answer to say, oh, well, uh, I know how to take care of it, man. I cook, bitch. I know how to fucking cook. I don't yeah, need a bitch. They start naming to- things that, like, you could pay someone a couple hundred dollars to accomplish Come on, like, cleaning. Bro. Come on, like, bro. I, don't, I guarantee you my partner is not. I don't, I I don't need a proficient clean. cleaner. Like, cool, clean after yourself. We all clean after ourselves. I'm an also, adult. Even if I didn't, <laughs> I could just pay someone to do it. That's what you do when you have money you want to delegate. So I actually don't need you for that. A couple hundred dollars a month would solve that problem for me, not you. And the same thing goes with cooking. Like, it just takes some time to develop some dishes. I, I, and, and, I, and so I think that women, a lot of women have this idea that because maybe the man that they typically go after is this quote unquote incomplete man. So they feel like where their value lies is in completing a man. Bitch, you will never hear me say I need a woman to complete. If you a grown ass man and you need a woman to complete you, <laughs> call your mama. All right? Like, that's who the fuck you need. I could never, like, no, bro. Go both ways. Like, even when I hear. I don't think you should be You shouldn't even really be Taking nobody serious If you feel like you need Another individual To complete you as a person yeah. That shit just That shit that's just wild movie, That's yeah. just movies like that. To teach people, people bro like that though I was about to say Yeah people like that They've either seen that but, From somewhere Or their moms and their dads To but, be quite honest But see you. but that's But that's what he's saying Again like what you bring To the table And they mental They like if I complete you, then that's what I'm bringing to the table. And it's like, but I'm already, I, I, you already expected me to bring all this other shit to the table. So why there's no completing on my like, end? So what the fuck like, is like, or or she'll say like, oh well, I'm I'm this that and the third. I'm getting that bag. Okay, that's beautiful. I got my own money. Yeah, I don't care what you making. Yeah, if you happen to be making money or you happen, okay, cool. That's a bonus. But I'm not looking for that. Yeah, I'm a fucking man. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I'm not looking for a bitch that got to to help provide any fucking thing. Like, would that matters to me in terms of like, okay, if we gonna have children and procreate, I know that you're not just depending on me. Like, you're gonna, you know, what I'm saying like that is a good thing. That is good quality. Yeah. But that's not necessarily what I'm looking for. Yeah, very true. Which is very interesting because I think most men. I think most men, like you just said, you know, we just want to like be chilling, and you add into shit, not not being a burden or subtracting. And then we chilling. I actually want to be able to spend quality time with you without you having to like one up me every single time we have a conversation. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like I'm not. We just we just here. We just we just. We just, we just I'm just chilling. This I list of five nothing. things turned in fifteen real fast, did it? <laughs> yeah, but it's just a it's just a fact though. And I think most I think most I think most people in general don't really know what they want, let alone what they bring to the table when they're young. But I think there is a misconception on both ends of like women just think that it's just looks and fucking sex. And that's all they have to bring, or they think that that's what they bring in. And then men is just no, money. And I'm oh. just saying that's what I think. That's the my theory is that's that society. That's what yeah, you that's, see I in these fucking movies, and that's what that's everything that's being pushed out. And just and real quick, like <laughs> the importance that is put on sex is fucking crazy because it's like that shit is so like sex is put up here, but it's really like. Down here somewhere Like that shit is not That fucking important Like yes Busting the nut feels good But at, Especially if you If you fuck a rack of bitches You stop Man all, this, all these little bitches Is the same shit 
for that same funky ass little pussy. You know what I'm saying? Like, he is speaking it's, it's amazing to me when you ask that question, what do you bring to the table? They start applying for like a housekeeper job. <laughs> like, <I> can, <laughs> I'm sitting on dead ass like I can cook, I can right. clean. Uh, I can breastfeed. I can, I can breastfeed. I can watch the kids. Okay, can, you're hired as the nanny. Like, come on now. We nah, nah, the craziest one is I can bear children. Is the craziest one. <laughs> I can bear children. Like, Congratulations. <laughs> that's that's such a wild thing to feel like you provide to a relationship as if like you could just do that all by yourself. You know what I'm saying? Right. And, and then right. when you're done bearing it, as if like the responsibility just stay upon you, as if like you're not asking for me then yeah, to also as, be there. As if like that that actually is a negative in a lot of instances too, because if I don't even want you for that, if you didn't have the ability to bear children, it would be in my benefit because then you can't accidentally get pregnant or nothing like that. Because who stands if I if I accidentally get someone pregnant, they win. I don't win shit. You know what I'm saying? I have too much money. And there's too much opportunity for her to finesse if that's what she wants to do. Yeah. So it's like she gets a lot of leverage in the situation. You see it happen to men all the time. And I think that's another thing, too, is that, you know, women are women, men are men. Dear bitches, y'all go through a lot. We understand it. Us niggas go through a lot, too. We go through shit. Women will never fucking understand. Um, when it comes to a woman having our child, like, we're very vulnerable in a lot of situations. Because uh, you can just that easily be battling the fucking court system for the rest of your life, having to pay all this money. Like it, it it's is is crazy, young. It's, it's it's just what we be up against. It's so crazy. And yes, you got niggas out here that don't take care of their kids. And I don't respect a man that don't take care of his fucking kids. I, I'm I'm absolutely not with that. But. Us niggas that like be trying and shit like it's so easy and then the system is already on their side. So, you know, you take all of that into account and that's kind of what makes you maneuver the way that you maneuver. That's why you was like your biggest simp story is like, well, even if I was in that mindset at one point, I'm so far removed from that mindset now. And I have to be because of, you know, the position that I'm in in life. Fair, 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 fair. So um, again, what's the, what's the name of the album, man? Higher Self. Where can they find it? Everywhere, man. All streaming music platforms, um, as well as my website, cranklucas.com. Isn't that not the, that's the best way to go, right? For you, right? Monetary to go straight to your website. Uh, either way, you know, because people listen to music on iTunes. So if you on iTunes, just go search for Crank Lucas. All right, say less, say less, say less. Any other closing remarks? I know that'd be all, man. Brother, brother Omar, I, I just wanted to ask, what was your your I made it moment like? Not I, I haven't, I, I haven't had that. Oh, you haven't? No, I, I, whenever I do something great, that's beautiful, but it's always what's next. You know what I mean? Mm. I ain't made it till I'm dead. Who's a, is Wale the biggest artist you work with? Uh, well, I guess you could say Joyner, and then technically you could say Will Smith. Oh yeah, Will Smith. No, I think. I think it's Will Smith. I think it's, I think it's Will. How did how that happen, actually, before we wrap it up? Uh, Joyner heard the beat and the skit, reached out to me. I sent it to him. Oh, that's actually a question I want to ask you. How, how often does that happen where you do a skit over somebody else rapping? Artists do it all the time, but Joyner was the first, like, I guess you could call him a major artist. He is a major artist, but yeah. the first artist of that caliber to actually, like, do that. Um, I think... 
a lot of time and that was bold of him because I already rapped on it and I murdered the joint so yeah. I think a lot of artists once they hear you rap on some shit it's like oh I can't you know what I mean so they yeah. might be intimidated or whatever the case may be that is kind of me um, tooting my own horn but shout out to Joyner for doing that and for coming up with that dope concept to that I had no idea what he was going to do with it but it yeah. was a great surprise have you, are you wrote for like somebody on a low like a major rap artist was like Yo, you killed that beat. You sound like me. So can you make me a, a song? Like <laughs> you sound like me. So can you write for me? Nah, that hasn't happened yet, but <laughs> it might do very soon. That's funny the way he said it. Yeah, like, I, mean, I mean, like if I'm if I'm an artist, I'm gonna do writer block, and I just hear a nigga just sound like me to, to a beat that I would rap. So I'm like, nigga, I'm reaching out to that nigga to write for me right now. Well, you smart for that. I think. Some artists have a little bit more Too much pride to do that Cause we, we're sensitive about our shit You know what I'm saying like, There's plenty of artists who get lyrics written for the name Like the crazy Yeah name. I'm just talking about in the context that you like The way oh, that okay. you broke All it right, down yeah, Like it's, so. that's funny as shit <laughs> that, that You sound good. like me and I'm having trouble sounding like me So can you write for me Please <laughs> That will be That will be wild that's how, that's, that's how I'm hearing it in my head That'll be wild but yo man Shots on my podcast People out there Rocking with a strong man Thank you for joining us man It was a great great podcast Appreciate Great conversation you, man. man Make sure y'all Make sure y'all follow him Link will be in the description As always um, Shots on my podcast People on all Audio platforms Google Play Stitcher Spotify Apple Podcasts Make sure you rate us A five star Shots on my people On YouTube as well Hit the subscribe button Like Leave a comment Once you get done With all that Make sure you hit The notification bell So you can join Noti gang 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 And finally Oh Oh no no Okay I said gang Oh okay okay That's cool 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 And finally um, Word of my people Instagram Facebook TikTok Sound clicks, all that man. Make sure y'all keep y'all keep make sure y'all keep spreading the news and the word about the podcast, man. Keep growing strong. And we uh we'll holler at y'all later, bro. Fuck audio Mac. Why? Damn. Cunt. <laughs>